You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Oz Network, one of about 817 podcasts currently covering Australian survival with the word Oz in it, but we are the original, don't forget that. Uh, but we are back to cover Australian Survivor. We're into the second week of the fourth season, the 2017 season. Uh, we're here to cover episodes four and five on another very interesting and uh, epic week of this season. And we are thrilled to be able to welcome a special guest to the uh, the show today. Somebody that uh, people, some people who are tuning into Australian Survivor for the very first time might not be familiar with. They might not even realise when I say season four that there were two seasons before what we had last year. Of course, we had a celebrity version in 2006 on Channel 7 and the very first season Australia ever produced of Survivor back in 2002 on Channel 9. A lot of Australian Survivor fans want to forget it ever happened I've got somebody, though, from that season to prove that it did happen. One of the people that hasn't died or ended up in jail. I do, of course, speak of Mr. Lance Brooks, who finished in seventh position on the 2002 version of Australian Survivor. Lance, first of all, welcome to the Oz Network. Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure to be be on. It's, uh, uh, and as you said, there wouldn't be that many people <laughs> that would remember, I think, but it was... <laughs> No, it's great to be uh, that you're interested, and I'd uh, love to have a chat. Well, it's it's a huge pleasure because we we kind of had this discussion on our uh, preview episode with Andrew, where he and I sort of had a semi debate about is this season four or season two, uh, and of course he's claiming no, it's season two. Channel Ten marketed as season two, and you know, long term fan, even if you want to forget about this season or not your season, it's still like no, this is technically season four. So we got into the conversation where we said, hey, I wonder if we could find some season one people. I like a challenge. I hunted some of you down. I found a few of you, clearly. I'm talking to you right now uh, here on the show. And uh, I will say as well, as I spoke to you off air about, I actually rewatched your season in the last week. And I've got a fair bit to say about it because I hadn't seen it in a few years. And I enjoyed it a lot more on the third viewing than my previous two. But it's, it's exciting to kind of get... Uh, an original original from Australian Survivor so that these people out there who are enjoying our current version of it can kind of remember the history of what Australia's tried to do with this show. Hmm. Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's, you know, bringing back so much memory, so many memories, you're just getting in touch with us. And, of course, we, it was very early, like, I think, you know, uh, uh, Borneo went, I think, on May 2000 and um, 2000, and then they did uh, Survivor Australia Outback uh, the next year, and then we we were we were we were out in, in, in um, the South Australian coast out of uh, Port Hedland there in November. I think we landed there, so it wasn't that long after. They'd probably I don't know if internationally they'd been here, but it was only the third survivor we'd had access to. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it's it's an interesting time to kind of think about it because it's it's fascinating that um, we even had a comment on one of our posts recently where somebody on our Facebook page basically was like, is this the show that likes to pretend that that Channel 9 version of Survivor was a thing? Um, I mean, it's, 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 it, I mean it's, it is such a tainted legacy of Australian Survivor, I feel, because, I mean, look, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, Lance. I used to really say it wasn't the best. And I, this is coming from somebody now, again, who's just rewatched and I appreciate a little mm. bit more. Again, I'm just sucking up to you, Lance. It's what I do on this show. But you, you don't have to suck up to me. <laughs> My kids give me a hard time. Look, it was it just didn't have the finesse. It didn't no. probably have the budget. It uh, the you know there, there were a lot of things about it, and I think it you know it didn't rate that well. I think by the end, I mean uh, we were talking before that yeah that last episode was a it was a great episode, oh, the last amazing episode. last episode, uh, and there was a lot of emotion in it. 
And I think, you know, I think the audience got, I'm pretty sure at the time I remember they actually tipped over the million there, which was, you know, they, they'd, had, they'd built an audience there, but up until when I think it, most of the episodes were like half that size. It was, yeah, um, yeah. It yeah. was, I mean, look, it's, it's kind of like, it, it has its problems. And we'll talk about a lot of things to do with your season and obviously what's happening in the current season. And this is kind of why we got you on to kind of cover all these bases. Because long-term listeners to our previous, you know, version of Survivor Oz would remember that we have done a couple of episodes on your season. We, we obviously got Lincoln on the show who gave a fantastic interview about kind of many of the issues involved with your season. And I think that for you know, long-term fans of Survivor in this country and I, you know, many of the super fans that are out there who were around when your season was on, like, yeah, again, it's got its problems. It's not a great season overall, but it's got many redeeming qualities about it, which I think if people go back and watch it, you can see. But this is why I'm so thrilled to get you on the show. We can talk about many aspects of this. And obviously, too, because... Not only just you were on Survivor Lance, but you are a fan of Survivor too. You're obviously keeping up with it and you're still watching it. So we've got lots yeah. of stuff to talk about. That's what I'm trying to say. Today. <laughs> well, I think once Survivor gets in your blood, and I think that's why, I mean, that's obviously why the show's still going, there is something just magic about it, you know, yeah. and it changes, it varies, the personalities are different, but it taps on, unlike, you know, I don't want to back other reality programs, <laughs> but somehow it touches on life. And that whole concept of trying to survive and trying to outlast, and then it's got the human, the human side of survival, but it's also got the physical, you know. And I think all all of us, you know, want to get back to like to honestly to live that tribal experience. I got kicked off on day thirty, but you know, I look back on that with such great fondness, and you know, and a feeling of uh, a sense of peace in a way that just you, you you all the other stuff goes, and you just you're there, and you sort of. Um, you know, you, you're trying to, to do your best. And, and I think one of the magic parts about it, you actually don't see it so much on the TV, but you work together a lot to get through, you know, the really hard times, those cold nights, the freezing. And, and then, you know, we see on TV a lot of the interchange and, the, you know, who's going to get out who and who's got, you know, all those issues. But day to day, there's a lot of share, you know, 90% of the time you're there with people without all that going on mm-hmm. um and so it's very it's a, it's a fascinating experience but you know i you know I, I, i'd do it at a heartbeat again if it was given a chance well do you, i mean this is kind of i was going to ask you this question a lot later in the interview but i'm going to ask you mm. it now do you think mm. that if you applied i mean I'm, you might have applied for these two seasons mm. i don't know but do you feel that if you apply channel 10 maybe like your application they're like blah 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 is that something you're going to bring up or do you expect them to know that about you um look it's an interesting thing i think once you've had the Unless, like, it's in the US where they have the seasons where they invite yeah. back people. Yeah. Uh, I think there's sort of advantages to somebody knowing. So if you were in a pot of people with, you know, some who'd had experience of a reality program, TV show, particularly Survivor, and those who didn't, there would be a big advantage. Um, I, I haven't reapplied, but I, I would. But <laughs> I, I don't think they tend... I think one of the questions, because I did have a look at one stage, I think one of the questions they ask you is, have you ever been on a, another yeah, TV show? There is a, yeah, and, there is a... Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I always felt that's a filter um, that just sort of puts you on the pile. Because I, right. I think it would be interesting, I guess, just looking at that, because, I mean, it kind of comes back into the context where we joke and say, is this season four or is this season two? Because, mm. like, if they're classic... Because Channel 10 classify this as season two. They do not mm. advertise this as season four. So in their no. eyes... Australian Survivor never happened before. So that's where I would look at it to wonder if any of you originals from 2002 applied, if they would take that into consideration in your application. 
Yeah, and look, I, you know, I, I actually thought at the time when I heard it, I just, I'd love to ring them up and just sort of say, <laughs> do they want to talk to somebody yeah. who's been through it? Because, you know, having been through it, I, I think there was, you know, there was a number of, you know, it's interesting you said Lincoln said there was a number of issues or mistakes or whatever that we've done. You know, as a contestant, I could also pick up things that, you know, you wouldn't do again. Um, and, um, uh, you know, because uh, it just, we, our, our, our series lacked a, ten, uh, a sort of tension, I think would be fair to say, right oh, through sure. it, really. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and Channel 9 sold it as mateship. I think it don't was say that tag. word. Don't say that uh, word on the show. Come on, uh, Lance. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but sorry. I you can say any other word except the M word. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll refer to it as the M words. But unfortunately, they you know, and that's what Australians are like. Yeah. So they did so, and you know, and I particularly, you know, I took that theme of that's how you, you know, that's how we get through things. You know, we we, we team up together, and we, you know, we, uh, and so it was sort, it's it's counterculture in a way to all of a sudden have to backstab. I mean, we, we do it by nature as well because we're the tall poppy group, but we're also great people at um, sticking together and fighting it out. And, you know, I could, you know, just little things like, you know, when it was cold at night, you know, we, I think we just saw it this episode, they talked uh, in the last the last episode, I think, but, um, you know, spooning with each other. You know, we used to have this system, there was eight of us, and we had virtually no shelter, and we'd, we all spooned, like the whole eight of us. And the next night, uh, if you'd been on the wings, you'd come in to the centre, and then the next night you'd go out one, and yeah, you know, it was it, and those type of things of sharing, to, and you do that for a lot of times. So we got to the merge, we'd only lost one player, Jeff, so there was sixteen in those days, so eight on each side. So we merged at ten at seven three, and so we'd built up this very strong rapport and. You know, and obviously, is you know, I was one of the most naive players that would play. Well, on that, Lance, have you realised that there were alliances on your season yet? I mean, it's been well, uh, 15 people... years. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, it didn't take long. Uh, well, <laughs> actually, no, something funny. You want to say something? <laughs> I actually got voted off because we had this sort of agreement amongst all of us. We wouldn't have alliance, but we would just vote the weakest person. So when I got voted off, I said, shit, I didn't know I was so weak. You know, <laughs> I, I thought I was stronger than this person, this person, this one. I must have got it wrong. And it wasn't obviously until, you know, you gave it the trial council. You go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, of course, when you watch it on TV, you will even look more naive. But, but um, um, you know, you, look, it was, um, I yeah, look, it was, it was one of those. Uh, um, it was a great experience. Uh, I, I still, you know, still look back on it with great fondness and, um yeah, and but I lo- I absolutely love watching it now, and I'm loving watching this ep- yeah, this 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 uh, this series. I, I thought it was a great series last one. Yeah, you know, that last uh, challenge in the last series, series three. You know, uh, Christy and Lee and L. I mean, I thought that was just you know a dynamic sort of uh, visually uh, done challenge. You know, and uh, you know, uh, really, you know, it was really surprising. Christy won. I was sort of what Lee was going to do it, but it was a. Yes, yeah, so, it was a tradition um, of Australian Survivor too that the professional athlete wins. I mean, Rob won, Guy Leach won. I mean, it was just you know, it was clear Lee was going to win. I mean, Ziggy's going to win this season, or at least be runner up. Clearly, so <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, we 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 are a, we are a culture that 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 loves their sports people. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. Yeah.
It's something um, that I think the thing that we used to discuss a lot on on Survivor Oz, you know, back before this ever came back, and we would be like, "Would mm. this ever happen again? Will we ever get another mm. Australian version?" I think mm. as the trend is that we discuss a lot with Australian reality shows, is that we're a country that doesn't really like our competition reality shows. We like our renovations, we like our singing, our cooking. You know, like that's why Big Brother mm. kind of when it came back maybe mm. struggled a little bit in that psyche because we're so mm. used to shows that are down to judges. And and look, I'm going to be honest, shows that can be easily rigged whereas like mm. survivor in its core like yeah there's producer interference in the way the game is i guess a challenge will be conveniently placed here or oh here's a twist because we don't want this person going home but at 90 percent of it is down to the players it's not been interfered by the the producers and i think australia's always struggled in getting behind a show like survivor and that's why it never really took off like the block as big as that is and all these other stupid fucking singing shows <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, I don't. I mean, yeah. It's it's interesting why it, it, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't got the big numbers because I, um, um, whether uh, yeah, that's an interesting, interesting question. I, I haven't sort of thought about it myself. What what the reason? I don't know if it's because of it's the competitiveness or the the the, the lack of uh, producer interference. I'm not sure. Maybe Australians don't like seeing people, you know, be so shitty to each other. Yeah. You know, and stab in the back. I mean, it could it could be part of that too. I don't know, but um, I think there's just an yeah. element to that. I think that's I think that what, what we found with covering New Zealand Survivor, and, and we we're obviously are still going to talk about this season of Survivor. People we're getting mm. there, but like I mean, one thing that I I found with New Zealand Survivor and talking to sort of Nick and Perez and you know everybody in New Zealand in terms of how they would react to Survivor because that was their first ever crack at it, and like mm. it even seemed more of a case with New Zealanders that they wouldn't understand the strategic element that people have to backstab people to get far. And there was even explanation in the reunion on New Zealand Survivor about, like, this is the thing that New Zealanders struggled with, was the strategy of Survivor. And, like, it was interesting to get that reaction from New Zealanders. And I think there is an element to that of Australians, because going back to watch your season in the last week, it, I mean, again, vastly different. And it's, it's so similar to something like Borneo, where that M word is used a lot, but it, it is more down to the survival aspect and mm. the friendships. And, that. and obviously that's what you kind of saw it as, oh, there's no such thing as alliances, don't be silly. Mm. Whereas you're going to get mm. like your Rob, your Shonya, your, your Katie, uh, you know, these people who are doing things that the majority of you think aren't going to happen. Because again, mm. Survivor in 2002 was still very fresh. It was very mm. new and it was still being formed. Whereas what we're seeing now with Australian Survivor is obviously a lot more closer to the U. US version because everyone playing it has been watching Survivor for 17 years. They know how it is should be played in air quotes compared to how it should be played in 2002. Mm. Yeah, and look, I mean, look, obviously, you know, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't play the game like I did then either. <laughs> there are alliances uh, in Survivor Land. Just letting you know, if you go back and play yeah. again, there will be alliances. But, but you know what? Look, the other thing I've got to admit to. Um, you know, you know, the, you know the process. I assume of getting in survival. It's quite, it's quite a long and lengthy process. I've tried twice, and sadly, not out there yet. But I, I know yeah. the start. I know the beginning bits of it, Lance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, basically, what happens is they get those ten thousand, whatever. Yeah. They they take a couple of hundred, send you off a, a detailed personal profile. You fill that out. Um, then you get something else sent to you. Fill that out, and then you get down. And that, uh, we've got an invitation to go to a hotel for uh, for a week, um, and they start at you. Uh, and you get a you get a, a, a false name. Yeah, my name was Jerry Hughes, and I turned up to the hotel and signed in as Jerry Hughes. And then you, you're there for the week, and you're locked off again. You can't talk to anybody, and you basically go through a whole series of tests for the week. And you know, eventually, you get 
uh, you get down, you know, and I got there, I was still on the last day, and I thought, geez, I must be getting close. <laughs> and so you go into this room, and there's all these TV, all these cameras and that, and I was asked by one of the producers, this uh, David, his name was, and he said, okay, he said, what the, I don't know if he said what the fuck, but he said, what the hell? I think he might have said what the fuck, because he was trying to be the bad, you know, there's was, there was a panel of people there. What the hell? Was he, what did you want on your last question? I, and he said, I had it with me, he said, I looked and he said, what would you be prepared not to do, not to do, to win Survivor? And I'd written down, I wouldn't be prepared to lie, cheat, or hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> now, I did it a little cynically, but I also knew I was pitching for a particular character role. Yeah, you know, having seen Outback, you know, they had, I forgot his name now, you know, the father figure that was... Uh, Roger. Quite, Roger, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I sort of thought, well, you know, the family figure, you know, they need a father or a guy with a three... So, you know, I sort of, I, I was sort of... And so, but I did write that. So we had this sort of debate about you can't possibly... And he said to me, he said, you know, he said, there's been people that sleep today. If I had a... And where's on the third floor? If I had a said, jump out that window and you'll be on the show, they would have jumped out straight away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I didn't. So I'd written that. So I... You know, I, I I did sort of live by that, and unfortunately, <laughs> but it looked very naive on the show. Well, it's, I mean, it is interesting still, though, that we still get players, though, that kind of mm-hmm. have. I mean, Barry last season jumps to mind to somebody who straight away was like, I'm not forming alliances, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, yeah. which, I mean... Again, I, it does. I mean, I think that some of that does fall into us as Australians, the differences you can put us to Americans, um, and you know things like that. But even kind of on these two seasons, where you know one and a half seasons we've had of the the new version of Australian mm. Survivor, we're still getting players like that, aren't we? So yeah, and look, to be quite honest, I'm not sure where I actually might have read it in Tessa's comments on her profile. You know, it's a it's a little naive, and she said, "Well, look, I'm sick of people trying to say I'm playing with my integrity because you can't turn up." <laughs> And you can't, I don't think you can win no. Survivor. I think it'd be fair to say you can't because it is a game and you have to trick people. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, you know, and, and it's deceiving and, and people get their feelings hurt. And, and, and I think that's what's, what's beautiful about the show. It's a really intense show. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, when you live it out there, it's, it's not, you know, people break down. I mean, you know, you, it really is an, in, an, in, an intense uh, human experience. And, uh, and, and it's a rich one. But you know, it's 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 something that you, you put everything into, and that's why, in some of those tribal councils, you just let you know, particularly in the old days where you they obviously weren't together, you'd see people just really explode because they've been sitting on what that hurt and that pain, and the fact they got duped. Yeah, <laughs> oh for sure. Well, one thing, one yeah. thing. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about I think throughout this episode as well. But I, I do highly. I've always said this about your season. Um, you know, before I'd watched it this time around, but. Anybody out there who maybe wants to give it another try, I mean, it is completely on YouTube, um, but, like, I will always recommend watch the finale. It is it is, it is, is an amazing... It is one of the best finales you will ever watch a Survivor, and I'm not just saying that because Lance is on the show. I'll say that any other time because just the drama and the nature of this episode, just keep an eye on Katie, her reactions, and, like, what was unique, of course, about your finale was the the interaction between the, the live audience and the final episode, like, with Eddie Maguire kind of interacting in between the audience. I mean, Jeff Probst does that now. We're used to that, but, like... I think Australian Survivor kind of created that trope. I mean, sorry if like Israel Survivor did that first. I've never seen it, but like, it's it was it, it is just a brilliant episode of Survivor. Go back and watch that finale because it is it is enthralling viewing. Yeah, and look, I'd say that the, the tension in that particular one built up from about the the yeah you know, those last three or four shows mm-hmm. from the last from the last five down. It, it did really go haywire. Yeah, and uh, and there was you know a lot of 
yeah, and it looked just to be there on the tribal council and to and to and to and to feel and see the the, the, the yeah what the, how how they've been drained by by the intensity of the what had gone on, and yeah. then to, you know hearing from the players later, you know the guys later actually what happened, and because a lot of it obviously doesn't get on TV, um, so yeah. It's, so, yeah. it's it's a mm. yeah. I'm looking forward to getting many uh, aspects of mm. you from this season again. So fresh in the memory, having watched it last mm. week. But I mean, just I mean, on this current season, season four. Uh, mm. I mean, have you been enjoying this? I mean, we're five episodes in. Obviously, one thing I will say: your season holds a lot better than what we get now. One episode a week, okay? A lot better than like 500 in a week. But uh, have you yeah. been enjoying? Have you been enjoying this yeah, season so far? Yeah, yeah, very much. Well, look, I mean, obviously, look, 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 credit to ten because. Yeah, I mean, I can see why they, they. I don't agree with it, but I can see why they say that. Yeah, they're doing one and two now. Um, they've had a crack at it. They don't want to sell Channel Nine's old experience, which which wasn't as successful, and so they've tried to freshen the whole thing up. And yeah, they've obviously we've got a much more mature, better product. And in it, you know, even the challenge challenges are fantastic. Oh, you know, the, season been the challenges. You know, the challenges we had were <laughs> very. Yeah, you very literally had to drive a car blindfolded <laughs> and guess how much water was in a cup. Yeah, like, like yeah, it's embarrassing. Okay, I, 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 I cannot defend the challenges on your season at all. No, I'm sorry. They, no, 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 I, there obviously was no budget. Um, yes. but yeah, but so look, you know, Tina putting on a, a really yeah you know, a slick program last. I really enjoyed last season. Um, thought it was fabulous. So, so as far as this season goes, like really enjoy it. There's some really good, obviously, characters in there. I mean, it's interesting the way they've edited it. Um, some people are just letting completely. You know, virtually just pan over them. Um, you know, and there was no better example of that when Peter made his vote the other night. Uh, I was like, who's that guy? Yep. <laughs> I think I look at the internet. There's a few. There's a few. There's uh, yeah, somebody there's called a debt on this season, I think, uh, Lance. <laughs> there, there is, there, 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 I'm there reading on the screen debt. here. I don't know if we've yeah, seen it yet. Yeah, yeah no, I, I was interested. In, I, had to, I had to put her one-minute profile on the website. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I've got to hear her talk. I haven't heard her. And, and, you know, and uh, yeah, so there's a number. Look, there great characters i was i was actually disappointed this week really there was two characters that got voted off this week so to be quite honest so uh you know great characters i thought we were going to get to know them well um maybe also uh, that's the reason why they've got so much airtime in those first few days because they, they you know obviously yeah 10 years they were going um really liked mark um and um you know particularly amy i thought amy's a great character and uh, was you know um, uh, but ak's calling causing havoc it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I, one thing I will say for the episodes is, yeah, I completely agree with you on the fact that we've lost two. I mean, you would have, everyone, anybody out there who's listened to our exit interviews this week, I basically started both interviews by saying, I don't want to talk to you this morning. I want to talk to you in like five weeks. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's sad, you know, Tarzan just, such a great character, Amy. From I mean, again, we never saw Amy, but when we did, it was gold. Um, yeah. And I, the one thing I'm very sad for our American viewers who are watching Australian Survivor that we've lost the two that are teaching them all the Australian words. You know, spewing and getting a palmer, and you know, we're in the yeah. middle of a. Sh- I mm. can't remember what Tarzan's quote was about in the middle of a shitting challenge or something like that. But yeah, mm. it's th- that's one thing that I'm kind of scared of this season. Like last season, I think we lost all the great characters early. And I'm not taking away from your Lees and your, you know, Christies and people like that because you still had some great people towards the end. But, I, mm. you know, you lose a Craig at the, in the beginning, you know, you're losing oh. Dez at the beginning, you know, Phoebe, like you're losing these, you know, people very early on who are just great to watch. And I know, again, it's not all about watching the characters. You want great gameplay. And we've still got some great people in this season. But losing someone like Tarzan and Amy very early, like I just hope mm. it's not going to, like, tarnish this season. 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, um, that that's true. Um, but the thing is, Survivor keeps delivering, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, we, we probably, there's characters we haven't seen. I mean, I think Jared's going to start to come out of, I, I don't know, I just got a feeling Jared's going to be a really good player in here. He's just sort of, He's moving around. Uh, uh, yeah, AK gave him a, that 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 um, uh, the idol uh, for some reason. It was an unusual play, but uh, he's he's earmarked. Jared's probably a good bloke to go along with. So I think Jared's. A, and of course, Tess has done a great job. You know, she she's fighting really hard. So you know, I think these characters are obviously going to come. Um, I heard you, uh, you you talk about Luke. Uh, you, oh. you, you, you got you got doubts about Luke. I, I, the I, I, it's I mean what, you're on Luke. Uh, don't get me started on Luke because again it'll be three hours of me calling him a dickhead. But like what, what is what is your take on Luke? Well, look, you know I, I heard you have, you know I listened to you the other night and I thought well I'll, I'll go back and read a bit about Luke and, and, and listen to his profile and just give him a chance. Um, I think he he's one of these guys that wants to laugh at everything. And he'll say whatever he thinks is going to get a laugh. Now I know he like that concept to get get the wife a dress and yeah you know, throw the rest of the the, uh, the casino. Well, if you read his profile, he says you know um, a different line or two, two totally different lines. You know, take the kids to Disneyland and throw the rest in the in the the house acquisition fund. <laughs> you know, and, I, and he said a few other cracks in there. And he's a funny guy. Yeah. So I have a feeling he might evolve into a character we might see a greater depth. Uh, look, I don't want to blow your... your <laughs> please, please, no, fine. Yeah, I need someone to yeah. shut me down. No, 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 not at all. But, I, but, but look, he, look, he's a funny guy. He says some odd stuff, but that's for sure. But, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see see what happens, you know, because um, uh, he seems to be socially getting on with people. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if people have, have found him as... And, and, of course, then there's also the editing. You know, uh, people, you know, the editing can be very heavy. You know, a person might be like that 5% of the time. And so in that social dynamic... They don't get the same, um, you know, they're not same as raw as they're obviously caricaturing him. I don't know. That's possibly. I think, I think, like, look, as much as the guy annoys the shit out of me, and, like, I, I still stand by the fact that he's going out there, I mean, like, you just said it, like, how he's saying one thing beforehand. He's like, he, he's great TV. He's fantastic TV. Mm. You know, he's definitely that type of person that you're going to love or hate. And, you know, similar to what I said last week, the guy, like, drives me up the fucking wall. But, like, again, I'll get him on an exit interview and hopefully he gets voted out next week. And the first thing I'm going to say is, like, look, you annoy the shit out of me, but I'm going to be sad to see that you're not on TV anymore because you at least brought something to this season. And I think he's really playing up to the the character level of it. Similar to, like, as I said last week, how Tony, I felt, did that at the beginning of Game Changers. Mm. He knew he wasn't going to win this game, so he's just going to go out there and have fun. So and I think that's a bit of Luke, like and like I'm I'm hoping to see Luke play some strategy because I mean obviously with the whole cookie scenario this week with fucking Jericho we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> like I mean he's kind of yeah you're right like the social side of things obviously people are, are taking him on there but I don't know he's just uh, he's just an eye roll gif every <laughs> single time on Twitter I type Luke dot 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 eye roll gif that's all I do. Uh, well you know being uh, I, I I just. Oh, look, uh, my, my vote's out on him. Um, I yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how how he evolves. But he he might be just throwing the lines. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> it's, it's it's and it's he's really good. He's obviously an entertaining guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Um, if you like that type of humour, you know. I mean, yeah. Not everybody's yeah. going to be. <laughs> <for it. laughs> well, I mean, we I, I, or you heard on the show last week how 
Um, you know, there were people out there literally complaining that there's so much swearing on Australian Survivor. And it's kind of like, yeah. really? Like, I mean, that's part of the good thing. Again, go back and watch the final episode of your season when Katie's yeah. literally like 10 minutes of screen time. Just- Rob, you're a prick. You're a, you're an <laughs> asshole. Like, literally uncensored. And this is what being shown yeah. at like 7.30 on Australian TV in prime time. Uh, <laughs> that's Australia for you, folks. We uh, say fuck. Yeah. We say shit. We say asshole. <laughs> yeah. And show it sometimes. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> We saw that with Lockie a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lockie. It was, it was, I mean, that was quite, that was like, yeah, being, like, I'm sure all of us survivor addicts, you know, saw that and sort of, you know, would have got something quite, like, like I don't know, I just had this warm smile on me because, <laughs> you know, we've been so used to seeing the fade out for so many years yeah. when any, anything goes close. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was quite, I thought it was really good. I thought that was, that was a great little uh, uh, piece that they did, you know, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, look, I, look, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sad to see Amy go and, 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 and Mark, but look, they're doing such a good job. I'm sure they're now going to... That's one thing, wonderful thing about 24 characters. Uh, don't know if I necessarily agree with so many, but it does allow you to pull out the other characters. Yeah, for know? sure. And, and, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think kind of, I mean, one thing that... Is, is, it's strange to talk about a show where we're literally getting, you know, three episodes the first week to the next. You've got 24 mm. people, and yet you can then turn around and say, oh, we barely saw Amy. Like, oh, mm. even like Kate when she went, it's like, oh, you kind of barely saw her. There's apparently yeah. a Ben on this season, uh, Lance. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's like, you know, it's kind of, it's weird to think that we're getting so many episodes each week, and yeah. then we don't see them. And like, uh, like, I will say this week, the two episodes this week, they were good episodes, but they weren't as good as the first week, I felt. And you, you're starting to skew if, I think, on silly things like the cookie storyline, which, I mean, <sighs> I don't want to get to that yet. We'll talk about other things. But, like, it just, it, to me, so much of that took up space that we didn't need to say. I get why they're showing it, but at the same time, it's like, we get it. He's got cookies. He's going to bring people into an alliance. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... um. Yeah, well, he said, interesting. And like, like, I mean, yeah, I suppose it was a bit of a light on um, sort of, uh, what would you call it? Yeah, no, not so much stunt, but, you know, to, to like an injection of the show. But I think also the way Jericho did it, too, would be quite interesting. I mean, it was interesting to see, you know, how Mark related, uh, or, you know, sorry, Tarzan related to the, the cookie jar and his reaction as an older bloke and what he'd do with it. And then Jericho sort of taken the piss out of it, really. Yeah, yeah. In a way, he really has. And, he, and, and, and uh, so... Um, yeah, it was my, interesting, my, but yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, the, the question kind of with that, um, and then, look, we'll talk about it now, but like it's, and I think a lot of people were questioning this during the week, and I'd love to hear your thoughts and maybe from a, a fact that you, I know obviously when you played, they were vastly different to this. You didn't have cookies and, you know, moral mm. dilemmas that you had to make, but mm. it was clear when Tarzan read that, that it said, if you take these cookies, they're yours. Like you, I think it might've said, you can't share yeah. these or something yes. like that. So, of course, he was like, oh, you know, bloody hell, mate, wish I could have shared him with everyone, but I took the firewood because, you know, bloody Mm. oath, I'm a top bloke. Yet with Jericho, for some reason, it said the same thing, but he was then able to share it with people. And, like, that's one thing, actually, that I was, um, I didn't get around to asking Tarzan in the exit interview was, like, watching that, did that make you angry? Because you could have done the same thing. So, I don't know, like, from a perspective of having played the game, do you think there's more to that ruling about you can't share it when technically, obviously, Jericho's doing it, so you probably could? Well, look, the whole game is built on, you know, really breaking rules and misinterpreting and, and, and fooling people and tricking people. So, really, Jericho's probably taken... He had it for himself, and then he used it for himself later. Look, I didn't quite like that 
you're injecting it like that. But I don't know. I mean, it's it doesn't really worry me that he that he did that. Um, uh, it was just it was just an interesting observation that uh, the youngest because I think Jericho's the youngest probably on the on the show. I think he's on, he's quite young. Uh, he's no, he's twenty five. But uh, Ben, oh, he's the yeah, guy okay, Ben so... who's on the show is twenty. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Ben, he's easy right. to forget because he's just not on the show. <laughs> he's yeah, got long hair. I know, he's got the long frizzy hair, hasn't he? I do, I do remember him. So yeah, look, I, look, I, I didn't. I, you know, uh, there, there wasn't as much interplay about who was going off. I think you know this time. So I think that's why maybe that there, there wasn't uh, that as. Uh, uh, possibly, I don't know. So, um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting way. I think. I mean, again, I can see why they're doing it. It's an entertaining way of forming alliances, and you know, we always, I think, need to have these overconfident players who are like, "I'm the mastermind. I've got the cookies. I'm in control." You know, I mean, Andrew last season. You know, I'm in control. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. We always wanted to see someone like that fall on their sword, and I think a lot of that to me was I thought was going to happen to AK this week, but we'll get to that. But I mean, I just to me, it just felt. So dragged on that we even in the second episode we're getting like five minutes worth of cookie talk, which again it's like okay this lost its spice in the first episode. Hi, let's introduce Ben. Let's introduce Adet. <laughs> I mean, are they yeah. look? And I'm saying this in the nicest possible way, Lance. Are they that boring that we need to see like twenty minutes worth of cookie talk as opposed to the guy with the hair like sideshow Bob? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to certainly find more characters. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's obviously... Look, even the music they played was interesting on that. It was rather foolish and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, the whole experience is not like that. Um, and, I, and I, you know, I didn't think it did anything for it in, 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 in that, the sense of the tone of it. Um, and, um, yeah, like, it's, like the whole process of how the storylines have done each day, I mean... Um, it was interesting post show to find out what they how they how they did it in our show. I'm assuming it, they probably do a similar thing now. They, you know, the producers sit in the tent at the end of the day, and they work out what the storyline is for tomorrow, what they're going to pursue, and um, um, and so then they storyboard it, and then they send their, their little teams out. You know, the producer goes out with this the this um, the camera and the sound. And they basically just go and everybody has a little interview time at different times and they pull everybody apart and you do your interview. And so they're just looking for those little sound bits to make the storyline and they put them all together, you know. So, um, yeah, so, you know, obviously that's, you know, I don't know how creative the story, you know, it'd be really interesting to know who, who you, know, at the, you know, one time when you get a chance to have an interview, the, the, the producers, yeah, to work out. You know how they come along with their storylines, how they develop their storylines. I've always uh, been fascinated by that too, because I mean, I always like seeing. Them, like we've learned a, a great deal of behind the scenes things through many of the US contestants. You know, Lincoln gave us a bit of an insight. You know, we've, you know, we have spoken to like Mark Burnett and and you know Lynn Spielman and certain people like that have given us an insight into certain elements of the show. But one thing that always like actually really fascinated in watching your season this week was I noticed in some of the tribal councils, Lincoln would bring up things that he wasn't present at and were clearly happening in your camp that we had seen in the mm. episode. So, obviously, mm. he'd seen the footage or a producer had told mm. him or all that sort of stuff. Mm. Whereas, I know Jeff Propes has generally been pretty adamant saying, I don't watch any footage, I don't know anything, I'm getting the information from the contestants, which I don't necessarily believe. He's an executive producer on the show and a lot of his questions are kind of very convenient based on what we've seen at camp. So, I just found the interesting comparison seeing that Lincoln's obviously not backwards in coming forwards and you don't really see it with Jono necessarily, but again, different periods of Survivor, but, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting hearing the how they're editing an episode. They, the, the hosts have got to know what is happening. Well, to be quite honest, you saying that would just blow me away. I mean, I, I would... And having watched Jeff Probst, 
you know, and having been through the experience, I just have always assumed that he's fully aware of what's going on. Um, in you know, obviously, you know, Jeff might sit there and swear in the Bible and say, no, that's <laughs> not the case. But um, uh, and he's yeah, you know, he's so fantastic at the interview. Maybe he gets it out, but it feels like and. Having been through the experience, I just assumed he always knew what had been going on, and they know the tensions. And you know, I'll, I'll now watch him with a different. Uh, yeah, keep you know, an eye on it because it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I it, want, Jono's yeah. very similar to Jeff in that aspect. That like, Je- and Jono, hats off to him. One thing that's vastly noticeable this season around has improved a great deal. From what I'm not saying he was terrible in the, in the first mm. his first go around, he got mm. great towards the end. But like tribal council, for example, like I think one of Jeff Jeff's huge strengths, and to me, why Jeff Probst is arguably one of the best hosts on television today, is he's a great interviewer that he can pick up on the mm. smallest things and he'll follow mm. up and probe and all that sort of stuff. Jono's improved on that. Lincoln did not do it at all. <laughs> no, Again, different I, I, time no. of survivor, but Lincoln would be like, so Lance, uh, you know, alliances, are there any? Oh, probably not. There might be. I'm not too sure. So Katie, how was your day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, I mean, and it was early. Um, and Lincoln also, I don't if I think it's fair. I think Lincoln was a producer. I don't he think was, he'd, yeah. been in front, he'd been in front of the camera. No. Yeah. So that's a hell of a gig to get you know, like without any experience being in front of the camera. Um, and, you know, it was all very new and, you know, it, I, I, you know where they, I, I think they say, us, uh, you know, Jeff does one, one take every time. I mean, that wasn't the case for us. You know, we'd sometimes sit there and, and it had taken and taken and taken, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, so, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was uh, yeah but, you know, it was, it was fascinating to, and, and to understand how those editors, so that when they, when they go out in the field, you know, they know the theme of the day where they're working up the relationship between who, whoever or, you know, is there something developing here? They, they're looking for that one one sentence, you know, and they might sit and interview you for 15, 20 minutes and then, bang, they've got it, you know, and they cut that in with the image and, yeah, where you go, you've got your story. Well, that's the thing that, um, I mean, I don't know how much it necessarily was done during your season, again, very early days, but um, I know through a lot of, a lot of the contestants we've done from the US version, in kind of how they will talk about when it comes to doing their confessionals and giving away certain parts of their uh, strategies because the producers will be planting certain aspects that they've learnt from other yes. confessionals to get information. Yeah. And one mm. of the most underrated winners, I feel, in the history of Survivor was Danny Boatwright, who won Guatemala. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Guatemala. Um, mm. But, like, she's often regarded as one of the most boring winners because everyone's like, we didn't see her. She didn't do anything. But in her interview with me, she said that was deliberate. She's like, I work in television. I know how producers work. So they would ask me a question, and I would deliberately not give away anything on my strategy because I know they're going to take that, go to Stephanie and mm. say, oh, do you think this might be happening with Danny? So, mm. like, to me, that's manipulating the format of the show, and that's mm. bloody intelligent. So, I mean, I don't know how much they were doing that with you back in 2001, but... Oh, look, I can't say I remember it as such. Obviously, I didn't. I was blindsided. Well, again, so, you still um, don't know the yeah, strategies going yeah, on, Lance. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I can't say. Um, look, like anything, I think the game has tweaked, yeah. you know, the, the, I mean, the whole the bringing in of the, the immunity idol, you know, um, uh, you know, they've brought different things in at different times to, to, to change the game. I mean, you know, being able to merge tribes. You know, rather, before the the old merge of ten, you know, now they they split and mix them. I mean, that could be coming after this next episode. You know, there's a good chance when we get down to eighteen, they may go three three sixes or three nines. I mean, it's going to be an imbalance. So, uh, you know, that, that just having that ability, which was not something that was you know available back back then, I suppose. Well, I think 100% that's going to be the case this season because I mean, uh, you know. 
always trying to pick out similarities when we get like a former contestant on and we're talking about the current mm. season and, and like mm. a clear similarity we have to obviously point out with this season compared to yours is the imbalance of the the tribal council obviously you know a saga's only lost one immunity and summer Tau have been every other time and kind of as you mentioned with your season i mean you know tapara only lost one immunity and kadena lost everything mm. else but of course mm. back your season, they were never going to do a swap. So no, it no. was always going to be, you know, the pagonging come merge. Whereas, like, this season around... And, I mean, the difference is, I will say, is, like, a lot of your challenges were quite lopsided, uh, whereas mm. these have been very close. Even though yeah. if you look at how this game has worked out and think, like, fuck, Summertail's getting their asses kicked, it doesn't feel that way because, for the most part, they've only just lost. But, yeah, for sure there's a swap coming or, yeah, I, I feel it's going to be a three-tribe. I think they're going to... Maybe come eighteen and introduce three tribes of six. Maybe, mm. yeah. Well, it'll allow them to mix it up a bit. If they go two nines, if if the mix doesn't go well, they could, you know, have a predominance of the saga group again. So they, I think they have to go three for a while, and then maybe, you know, just then split it back again later. I don't know. So it'll be very interesting to see. But I think they've got to make a move now, otherwise it could be really imbalanced. It's 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 a fascinating kind of... Uh, and that's the thing also, too, which is interesting I, in watching your season recently, was that you guys are basically at a point and you're saying, well, the merge is going to happen tomorrow. Like, it's kind of... It's, it was yeah. so set in stone, yeah. the format of Survivor yeah. at that point, you knew yeah. what day the merge was going to happen. Whereas mm. now... Yeah, they don't know if there's going to be a swap, if there's going to be a kidnap, if they're going to have a tribal council where it's like, hey, no, you're not getting voted out, you're actually going to the other tribe. Um, it's, I mean, it's fascinating. And I think kind of what we're noticing with obviously Australian Survivor, how we saw it last year, and again, something that I'm not necessarily a fan of, are these episodes where you get to the end and, lol, joking, not actually a vote out, you're going mm. to here. And mm. based on the number of episodes versus the number of people that are remaining, if there's going to be 26 episodes in total this season, we've got 21 episodes to go, and we're, what, like, with 21 people... No, 19 people mm. left. Nine. So, you've got to assume there's going to be at least two non-elimination episodes. So, mm. you know, it's kind of that up-in-the-air factor with that, too. I think any episode over the years that you see when there's nobody voted out, it's a real flattener. Oh, even yeah. when somebody, Even somebody's out for injury or illness, yep. uh, sickness, you know, it, it's still just... You sort of think, oh, I was there for the... You know, I was there for the tribal council. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I think that all those episodes uh, miss out when they do that. For sure, I completely agree. Now, just look, I want to talk about Tarzan. Like Tarzan is just the most awesome guy in the world. Let's be honest. We all love Tarzan. He was just absolutely incredible. And I mean, just the way he went out, obviously like being on the outs and getting his idol and, you know, giving it across there to uh, Tessa and just it looked like it was going to work. And obviously, you know, Tarzan's come out now interview and other interviews during the week and said like, yeah, I shouldn't have bloody told AK, then it would have worked. I mean, what were you thinking when you're watching this? Were you thinking it was going to work? Were you hopeful that there's going to be this epic Um... blind side or did you feel his number was up? I, I think Tarzan, if I'm not mistaken, his number was up me when he spoke to um, Lockie. You remember there was one when stage he called, where he, he said, called him out. Yeah, he said, yeah, look, you know, I think what you're saying is okay. I'll probably go with you now sort of thing, you know, or whatever he did. It was obviously pretty fake. And Lockie said, wait a minute, that's, that doesn't ring true. Um <laughs> And you know, <laughs> nothing Tarzan. So I really think it was his. You know, he he fell on his own sword when he did that. He sort of raised the alarm bells for Lockie. I think possibly up until then, Lockie might have gone along with it. But it's very unusual when you think about it in Survivor when there's um, 
you know, with the thought that it could be an idol out there, that you don't go half and half or, yeah. you know, pick your number one, number two. It almost never happens. You go It seemed like it wasn't going to happen. For a while there, you're yeah. thinking, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think, yeah, the number was up when, I think it was more when Tarzan was more relaxed about it because that's when Lockie sort of was like, hang on a minute, yeah. he's yeah. very relaxed about this boat. Yeah. I think the moment, like I said this to Tarzan in the interview, when he actually stood up to Lockie, he had some fantastic points and Lockie was the one kind of digging himself a hole because he's like going, mm. yeah, but you know, she's an extra vote, I can trust her. And Tarzan's like, well, you can trust me. Why can't you trust me? And it's yeah. kind of like, and Lockie just was like backpedaling. He was just like, uh, because, uh, uh, and you know, it made it for fascinating viewing, but for sure, as soon as Tarzan was like, yeah, I'm fine, mate. Don't need to scramble. Lockie's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I do think, yeah, I, that's, you know, maybe whatever the time was, but, but I do think Tarzan had just said a bit too much. I think if he had gone a bit quieter, but they still would have split something. You know, I don't think they would have put all, all, you know, everything on red, so to speak, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was sad to see him go, but it was, um, um, yeah, I, I I think, who was the other, though, it was either... Oh, I mean, Tessa. Like, I mean, you know, good, full, full credit to Tessa, really, because, you know, all of a sudden, you know, she's earmarked to go again, and somehow yeah. she gets, you know, uh, Tarzan to give her the idol. You know, he could have also held it to the Tribal Council. I don't know why he needed to give it to her earlier, um, just to see how things were going. Uh, he even, you know, I think he made a couple of slip-ups, because he might have, after the, you know, the debate, between everybody, he might have thought, "Geez, I might need it for myself." Well, I think that's what the fascinating thing was. It was all is because, like, obviously, people were questioning, like, why did he end up voting for Tessa? Because they're like, "Well, hang on a minute, you need to vote for Lockie for this plan to work." But as he admitted in our interview, and again, every other interview he's done, it's like he he hundred percent knew he was going home. So it's, I mean, that's that's interesting in itself, actually, to think that well, if he hundred percent knows he's going home, he could have played it for himself. But I guess it's more the honourable way he did it. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But he says he knew he was going home so that was more of like a a vote for tessa knowing that it was going to not affect anyone and it was more of a, a confidence vote in her mm, that's yeah. interesting I, I i can't follow that to be quite honest i think it comes uh, down to just his honorability like i mean he just kind of he it's going back to i guess what we we're saying about people have that integrity aspect and he kind of seemed confused i felt in some of like he was very. He wanted to be strong and firm to his things, but he also seemed like he was willing to play the game at some aspects. But it just he couldn't do it as much as he wanted to. If that makes sense. Yeah, but but how did he? If he had have held the idol, to, he he um, he was never going home. So he, you mean after he gave the idol over, he thought, oh, now I'm exposed. Well, he pretty much said that I'm done. He knew he was going home, which is, I mean, it's 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 fascinating to kind of look back on that and think actually and. You know, terrible interviewing skills by me. Why I didn't ask him this on the spot? But it's like if he knew he was going home, they're like, "Hey, Tessa, can I have the idol back?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, which we were entitled to do anyway. So yeah. yeah, anyway. But look, I think you know, from Tessa's point of view, I thought that was once again, you know, like just show, you know, I don't know how deep she's going to get in the game. I mean, she's obviously a smart lady. She's a, a doctor, um, and she's showing yeah, you know, tenacity as well. Um, and you know, I think you know anybody that gets any that plays a game that well, if somebody gives them the idol. Uh, particularly even before the tribal council, I think gee, they've they've done well. <laughs> I feel I feel she's going to be similar to Nick last season in that like Nick was on the outs, Nick was targeted, and like Nick was gone. But somehow mm. Nick, obviously, I mean Nick survived obviously with that vote because his mm. vote out wasn't it was a swap. And then kind of as soon as he went to a different tribe, he flourished and was able to kind of hang on longer. And yeah. I feel Tess is going to be that way. I don't know if Tessa can go all the way to win again. I'm terrible at my predictions. She'll probably win the game. But like I feel that a swap will really help her.
her and she can get in. Because, I mean, obviously we've seen how this new alliance has formed with Peter and everything that happened with that. But I don't know. She's like, she's getting a great edit. She's, uh, you know, showing some great fight and tenacity. She's she's mm. doing it in a way where, like, Tara is doing it in a way that's going to hurt her socially. Tess is doing it in a way that socially it's not really affecting her. And as she said, like, she hasn't flipped on anything. She hasn't gone back on mm. her word. She's just, her vote's open and it worked for mm. her. So Yeah, and, and, and look, and she's now actually getting, you know, the, the heat's completely off her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, and, you know, what I said, I mean, more than likely there's going to be a swap or, you know, some sort of you know, mixing of the tribes. So, you know, she's got a real good chance again then to resettle and, and, and see where she's going to pee out. The one thing that, like, fascinated me, and I'll get your rating for the first episode because we'll kind of go into a bit in the second episode here, yeah. but, like, the, the one thing that really was frustrating me watching it at the beginning, and I can kind of understand how it changed in the second half, but was AK the next day when he's like, oh, Lockie, he's a threat. We really need to get rid of Lockie. I'm screaming at the TV going, like, the night before, you could have done that. Like, that mm. to me was the Sierra Eastern blood versus water, how if mm. she had have taken Tyson out around before... She would have probably won the game, but she no, she waited one round through. longer, went to rocks. Bye-bye, Katie. You fucked your game over, and for some mm. reason, you're considered a great player. Sorry, Sierra mm. Easton. You're not a great player to survive. <laughs> yeah. But like, that was frustrating. But AK redeemed himself when he mm. kind of like got that. But I don't know. Is that frustrating as someone who's played the game, even though you didn't know such thing as an alliance existed? <laughs> that like <laughs> somebody is that adamant the day after they could have made a move to get rid of a player is all of a sudden like, yeah, Lockie's a threat. Maybe we need to get rid of him. <laughs> well, you know... It, it, you might be frustrated, but the thing, that's what the beauty of the game is. The thing is, everything flips the next morning. True. What well, can change? And that's that's the incredible thing about Survivor. Like, you know, Tess for three votes has had to, you know, tooth and nail. Well, it could be tomorrow or the day after or whatever. Yeah, you know, she's now got a bit of a free run for a little while and, you know, can see resettle. And you've, so how many times have we seen somebody whose head's on the chop, They somehow they survive it? And then they go. They keep moving on through the game, so it does vary. And then because the alliances uh, change, obviously, so quickly as well. And you know they're, they're shuffling the cards. So look, it's uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, you go. Uh, you know, but AK's game is going to be a bit like that. Mm. I think he's he's gonna he's you know he's there he's there to he's there to have a game where he makes a lot of plays. Uh, he's not going to go down light. That's you know that's the way he's you know you can see it's already the way he's going to play. And so he's going to flip a lot. He's going to move around how he sees, like he, you know, he, he can survive the next day. I think he's got that attitude. Yeah, for sure. Completely agree with that. Um, I will say, uh, before I again get to you rate this episode, one thing that we, I think, threw up uh, in terms of a possibility in one of our episodes in the past was that if, if it's, hypothetically, this keeps going on for a few more seasons, and we hope it does, and you get to a point where they want to do like an all-stars version of Australian Survivor, I would, from a fan who likes continuity i would love to think that they would consider some of you guys so i guess kind of like i would i well i mean that's kind of just what i i I don't think they will but i would like to hope that they wouldn't forget you guys but i guess my point that i want to make with this is like tarzan for sure if they ever do an all-star season he is coming back for sure because he He, 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 he's the rupert of australian survivor everybody loves him yeah, yeah. No, he would, he he would get a free pass. Yeah, absolutely, uh, a, a free pass straight through. Yeah, I mean, he'd be playing up against you, Lance, because you will clearly be back on well, an All Stars version. Yeah, I'd be one of the old fellas. If Process of elimination. You'll be, be one of the few people who's available still. Uh, so. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's yeah. yeah. I I I love everyone loves Tarzan. It was such a sad mm. thing that he went, mm. but. 
he help, came out with his head held high. He's still very humble about the experience. He's mm. proud of everything. We're trying to still get those T-shirts up and running that we talked about to him about the T-shirts mm. saying, if you're not having fun, you're a dickhead. Hopefully that will <laughs> sell through the roof. We will donate it to his charity of choice, as we said. We can, we can donate mm. it for communities for communities. We'll obviously talk mm. about that, Lance. But uh, I guess what I've got to say, anything else to add on Tarzan before we, we rate this episode? Um, oh, this reminds me, look, look, no, I think you've sort of said it. He, he was, like, well, he's a person that came, you know, a rich personality that came out really well on the show, you know. They, they, um, he had great turns of phrase, <laughs> as you said, you know, he, 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 was, he was just an interesting person. That's why we saw so much of him. I mean, I, I'd imagine that's one of the editors, you know, the editors must be kicking themselves now, saying, oh, shit, we've got no stars in here. <laughs> we can't get now, you know. And, and um, um, no, no, we, like, uh, I, I, it's just a shame he's gone. That's all I can say. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, uh, Lance, I know you listened to our show last week. Thank you mm. for being that one person who actually did listen to our show. Uh, but uh, obviously, our, our rating system, as you would be familiar with, with mm. your one episode of listening to our show, uh, we basically buy it. You love the episode, rent it. You, it was kind of okay, and bin it. You hated it. So this is for the the Sunday night episode, episode four. What what would you do? Would you buy it, rent it, or bin it? Um, look, I love this show, so I. I but I, but it wouldn't, you know. If, you're only giving me three choices. <laughs> um, look, I'd buy it. You know, being okay. fair to everybody. I mean, uh, it's also Tarzan's f- uh, swan song. So, you know, his kids will only watch him for those first five episodes. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> so I'll give it a thumbs up and I'll buy it. I, uh, I, I really want to based on that l- argument but um i, I can't I, I i thought about this a lot during the week and I, i'm going to rent it just because again it's 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 a high rent. I just feel. The two episodes weren't as good as the first week, which I bought all three, mm. but I just kind of mm. felt like the cookie storyline just let it down. It just kind of just felt mm. flat with it. And I, mm. I don't know, like, that would be just a bit of a downside for it. The tribe was great, and we had great moments. Um, I will say one thing to Channel 10, the promotion of the episode of what will Tarzan do that will be such a selfless act that everybody... And the kind of, it started off as, like, he literally just chose the firewood over the cookies. That's it. Um, and then he gave away an idol. It's kind of like... Okay, I know you have to advertise it to people who don't necessarily watch Survivor Channel 10, but really? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to rent yeah. it. Long story yeah. short, I'm yeah. going to rent this one. Actually, you mentioned Tribal Council. That's an interesting thing that's happened in the last couple of the American series, the whispering at Tribal Council yes. in people's ear. And noticed it hasn't happened at all here yet, which is an interesting thing because obviously, unless they've you know, been some real not to, um, you know, because I think when you're back to the wall, it's a really good way of causing, you know, obviously throwing a lot of doubt in people's minds. I think I, I, I wouldn't guess against it would happen um, because I think it's maybe more of a, a maybe a merge thing, maybe when there's cross align, like cross try. I don't know. Like, mm. yeah, it's a good point you make. I mean, one thing actually I learned really interestingly when I was in the US recently and I kind of was, you know, went to a few events with some survivors and we were mm. talking about it. Um, some of them were saying that uh, even from seasons like two years ago that 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 was still a big no-no they were not allowed to do that Ah, and it was i can't even remember and somebody listening to this will be able to refresh our memory what season it first happened but kind of when it happened i think props of like the producers like hang on a minute this is good so that they allowed it but it was always Mm. a big no-no like don't Mm. do that um Mm. so yeah i i wouldn't Mm. i wouldn't surprise i wouldn't be surprised if we saw because you know you got some big fans of survivor playing this season Mm. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if it comes up. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, again, <laughs> the interesting thing in watching your season and just the tribal councils again, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very similar to people kind of, if you haven't seen, if you've watched Borneo, how, like, it's vastly different to when you're watching Survivor now. So you take it for what it was. But just, like, it, it's just the resigned factor so many of you had in those. You honestly look bored in some of those tribal councils. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would say, it was, it was, like, I think people were physically worn out through the lack of food because yeah. we weren't getting any sustenance or anything outside of that i think that the analogy is a bit like watching you know particularly for the australia compare it to the americans and the, the modern australian version you know it's a bit like watching a grand prix car you know 20 years apart you know they just they're just slower they're not as good um you know and um yeah and i, and I think yeah, we, we just didn't have that experience you know the, when i say we the australian production team you know, yeah at that stage you know i'm yeah. sure that and you can see now that you know what, what a great job they're doing now now, I have to ask on that just a quick notion. Just you, you mm. cut straight into my heart there, uh, Lance. Are you a yeah. Formula One fan or? <laughs> uh, no, can't say. Okay. Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll say uh, Survivor's kind of here and Formula One's higher yeah. on my fandom level. Yeah. But just yeah. not no, to right. take over Survivor, but just, just mm. wanted to, thought you got me a bit mm. excited, but never mind. Mm. Uh, so the, it's a good, it's a good analogy though. I think that works very well. Um, obviously with the second episode, again, I think a lot of the stuff we're kind of going back and forth on. I mean, I, I think kind of obviously with this episode, uh, a lot of it came down to more cookies, um, you know, and kind of the formation of this new alliance on Summertow. I mean, it, it's interesting with the saga how we're not talking a whole lot because, again, it's interesting. We really didn't see a whole lot outside the the cookie alliance, did we? Like, I mean, obviously last week we kind of got um, Henry and Jackie forming like this nice little bond over the idol, but there was nothing on that this week. So I, I, I don't feel we're ignoring Asaga because we're really not getting much of them outside of cookies and winning um, challenges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there wasn't a lot. I mean, I, know, I was looking before at the times, uh, um, you know, there were, were 69, 79, 79 uh, 70 minutes was episode three of four, and then five went down to fifty-one. So they obviously, yeah. yeah, they obviously didn't have the same amount of material, I think. Yeah. Or um, uh, so maybe they were struggling a little bit. Um, yeah. Look, there wasn't. A, I think it's it's at that stage where they, they do need to change it all up a bit. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why they're going to swap the drives because, you know, people have been together for a while now. They're sort of settling in within their own teams into in, into groups and. Uh, so yeah, so it's um, you know having said that, I mean Amy getting voted out was obviously a, a, a very good blindside. So something oh, it definitely was. There. The yeah, tribal so was, was great. Was, yeah. yeah, I mean was, I'm just was, quickly scrolling through a saga though. Just kind of, I mean, kind of obviously with their first vote out, we had the whole Joan versus Kent thing. I mean, great mm. Kent first episode, the dickhead strategy. I mean, so Australian's brilliant. But like, mm. it's kind of. I mean, we're barely seen Kent since that first episode, and it's kind mm. of just going through everybody else. I mean. Army Mark, I mean, he seems like a super nice guy, but we're just not really seeing much from him. Luke, well, let's not get started. Sarah, yeah, she's there. Jackie and Henry, as we've mentioned. Kent, not seeing Ben, you know, whoever. Mm. Jericho, Cookie Man. Sam, again, not seeing a whole lot. Uh, Michelle, mm. uh, yeah, not a whole lot. And somebody called Adette, who I still yeah. think she's just not there. But it's, <laughs> it's just interesting reading those names and knowing who they are, but you know, it's just because we're just not seeing a saga. Yeah. Now look at uh, it's um, um, look. We 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 aren't seeing them at all. No. I mean, I think there was a little bit, you know, so a few shots on Mark and uh, Sam. I think they're trying to make a little bit of a you know thing going on there. Um, the, the new but, uh, the new Lee and L they're trying to pass them off. Yes, yeah, whether they'll last that long. Uh, Mark will clearly get a Holden ad uh, at the end of the season. <laughs> so. If they show that ad one more fucking time, I swear to God, I'm going to 
burn a hole in. <laughs> well, look, unfortunately, unfortunately, they probably don't have a lot of advertising revenue coming in. So well, they're, Channel 10 they're need the pro- money. So uh. Yes, yeah, they do, you see. So they've got a bit of a, they've got a quandary there. Uh, it reminds me of our show. It was Smith's Chips. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it was they, yeah, they, that's they right, wasn't it? Every ad, the first ad every time. So I, I actually noticed just on a random note about ads. Um, mm. On I, again, I, I know you said you kind of went onto YouTube and watched a couple of of your episodes. Mm. Did you mm. notice? Uh, is it Jeff? He had like an ad for water, and whoever's edited your season and put it on YouTube, they've edited all the ads out, but they left the ad in. Where obviously maybe in Canberra or wherever Jeff was from, he must have yeah. done a local ad for like some natural natural food company. So they've left mm. that commercial in of Jeff trying to sell water. It's really oh. weird, like a two thousand and two oh. ad. With Jeff from the Australian Survivor selling water. Oh wow! How about that? I, no, I hadn't seen that. Or I'll have to that. find it for you and give you the timestamp <laughs> so you can see it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, Good old uh, snoring, Jeff. Yeah. Uh. yeah, Jeff was Jeff was from the federal police. He's a federal police officer. Uh, I assume he'd probably be retired now. So yeah, he uh, he had yeah. the uh, in the reunion. He'd like what survived being held up as hostage and that like survived a flood in Canberra. Like yes, he, he'd been in two uh, very serious incidents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, so he'd, yeah, he'd and been he'd, an and he'd also he'd also received the bravery award. He'd 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 in the flood. He'd, he'd yeah. saved a young boy and dived in the, in the flooded waters and yeah so well there you go yeah, you get yeah, bottled yeah. ad commercials and then fucking <laughs> yeah, I think commercials it's a, it's and a bit of a bit of identity in, in canberra yeah. Was, yeah, yeah that's not hard let's be yeah, honest yeah, you just walk into yeah. canberra and it's like hey you're famous <laughs> um hello to all our people listening in canberra i'm from hobart so again i can bag out <laughs> shitty cities because i live in one um but yeah i mean this second episode i mean I, I, we'll get to the tribal council because again, the, I will say the the challenge. Actually, one thing I'll, we've we've talked it's up good the challenges. Challenge. Very good challenge. Challenges yeah. this season have been great, and like yeah. you mentioned about the Christy Lee, the sort of the final challenge, the epic setting yeah. on that cliff. Mm. That was the same cliff face clearly that they had the mm. the hand challenge on. So the whole holding the thing in between. That yes. was a, it was yeah. a unique take on a on an endurance challenge. Yeah, yeah. No, no look, it was it was it was great because it it it, uh, it combined. Um, you know, teamwork, mm-hmm. uh, and had different individuals that actually selected the individuals. I think that like, it wasn't by choice; it wasn't by a random sample. I think they actually chosen the, the positions. Um, yeah, so it was uh, like it, no, I thought, I thought it was visually really good, and I think it went for two hours or just one hour forty-five. So that was that was. Um, uh, I thought it was a great challenge, you know, and uh, and it was interesting. To see, I always find those endurance challenge fans fascinating because you get the the strong. You know, particularly the He-Man people, you know, the guys that, that you think might do well in those that don't last, you know, and sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was, it was, it was a great challenge, you know. And I thought AK was, you know, it was brilliant there. AK and uh, it was Ziggy, I think. It was AK and Ziggy, I think. Yeah, that, Ziggy that, was right at the end. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was. AK and, and and AK, I thought it was fantastic. AK because he he doesn't portray himself in that, but there he was out battling with uh, Mark and Henry, I suppose it was. Um, yeah, so no, it was, it was, I thought it was a great challenge, actually. One thing I want to add quickly on, on Ziggy. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Ziggy. Uh, again, she's mm. she's beautiful. She's an Olympian. She's just future wife material over her, even though she's got, like, a very hunky boyfriend and I've got no chance in hell. But, um, like, I, there was a, one of the challenges this week where that what were they throwing? Uh, was it coconuts into that? There was a yes. surfing challenge. Yeah. That yeah. challenge was amazing. I love that challenge. But, like, because she's obviously an Olympic water polo, water yeah. polo player. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that was really... She's lo- she was lobbing him in. Yeah. I mean, they might have they even picked 
pick that one for her. Yeah, well, I mean, it was similar to uh, what was it on um, um, Kagayan with, with Cliff, the NBA player, how they had a basketball challenge yeah, just basketball, conveniently. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I love Ziggy. Ziggy's kind of like Amy, the fact that we just didn't see her. And, like, Ziggy's still in the game. She's in a pretty decent position. But yeah, um, yeah. One, one thing I just, I just want to actually quickly mention while we're talking on the challenges, um, I know one of the comments we got during the week um, on our Facebook page, one of our listeners, Adam Gray, actually tagged uh, a guy by the name of James Atkinson, who obviously works for Channel 10 and helps uh, put the challenges together. Mm. So, uh, and I sort of commented on that. And James, if you're listening, or Adam, if you're listening, you know, James would love to get James on the show because I, I will say by this again, I said this last week, but I, I definitely feel the challenges this season on this in only a few weeks um, have trumped any version of the US one in at least the last five seasons. So they've yeah. been amazing. They have. Look, I think the US kicked up about five years ago too. I think they they really all of a sudden really became. Yeah, I mean they've always had some really good ones, but I think they were better. And then yeah, but the Australian ones are like yeah, totally. And yeah, that, that's that that you've got to put a big budget behind those. I mean, yeah. I think we. I think I was looking at some shot somewhere, and you know they've they've got a little warehouse there with a whole team of people. You know, putting that the art department, putting putting the you know everything together. So. Uh, no, full full credit to them. It's, it's, it's interesting, I, isn't it, that a network with no money can put on these epic challenges. Yet Channel 9, I think, were quite financially well off in 2002, yet you were just guessing fucking, you know, how long something is and how long 39 minutes has been. Uh, well, look, I, I, you know, I was, I was interesting. I, I, I ended up remember speaking to Stephen Peters, who was executive producer, and he said it was the, the dearest outdoor production Channel 9 had ever done at that time. Wow. Yeah, so it was, yeah, they had a team of 100 people that had to move over there to do the show. Um, I think. Look, I could be wrong. That's, That's what crazy. my memory is. They told me, yeah, and I was really surprised there. And and yeah, and then and of course you compare that to the US. Yeah, you know, just the way it looked. You know, it was. You know, it's like seeing. Yeah, anyway, so. Um, but yeah, we're really, really interesting that 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 would that would be the case. Yeah. Um, well, for sure, yeah, I think I yeah. think a lot of the element too that uh, I, I remember in the lead up to when this came back last year, one of the key things that we used to always hope and talk about, which they've achieved, is the fact that. The problem that your season had was the the look and feel didn't look and feel like the US version. And I think a lot of that, I think at the time from what I learnt about how it came about was we had Charlie Parsons on the show and there, there was a, a, a contractual issue in the early 2000s. If you were to show Survivor, you had to produce a local version. That was in your contract. Yes, So that's, that's why right. Nine had to do their own version. Thank but I, I think there was a lot of... Issues around like you couldn't use the music, you couldn't use certain terminologies and just little random contractual issues, which obviously the feel of your season, there was no music by Russ Landau. It was completely original. The editing style was very different. And it just, it, a lot of it doesn't necessarily feel like what we assume Survivor will be. And what's working mm. with this reversion of it, we've got the music, we've got the editing style. You know what I mean? It's kind mm. of. Yeah, you can see it's been packaged up and, and, yeah. and they've exported the US. You know, knowledge and that. Well, the other thing is, you know, that was made. And Stephen did tell me he made this mistake that they they had they had two sites. They were looking at the one they picked down at, um, you know, the Great Australian Bite down near Port Lincoln, or up in Broome, and they ended up picking a, a, a place which is very stark, like the desert hits the coast. And if you've seen it, yeah, it's very rocky, and it was, very, you know, it was almost a desert there. So it didn't have that tropical, you know, experience of being marooned on a deserted island. Yeah, it just didn't have that look and feel. And so that was and, – and Stephen did really say that he was trying to make it the hardest survivor that, that, that had been done at that stage. And I think there'd probably have only been two or three anyway, um, certainly only two in the US. And, you know, and I think both those things – and also made it very hard – didn't give us much, very, very little food. I mean, we basically had a ration of one handful of rice 
each day, and that's it. And we didn't eat, we only ate every second day, other than the rice. You know, it was all just a bit too hard. It was a bit too focused on that that hard element. Um, and I and I think and I think for that for that reason, it doesn't visually look as attractive. I, the one thing that I will say that I mean. As a fan at the day when it was announced, I, I do remember kind of being a bit disappointed that it was being filmed in Australia. And, like, looking back, it doesn't really bother me as much as it did at the day. But the one thing that always surprised me that if they were going to film it in Australia, why not just film it where they filmed the Australian Outback for the US version? Because, I mean, mm. that was a decent location for our country. Mm. Yeah, it was. And it, and it had that sort of, you know, it was up, I think, near Cairns, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was up, Cairns, yeah, Gosford yeah, Station near Cairns. near Cairns, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it did have that beautiful waterfall, which they used regularly. It was on, you know, there was sand and water, and um, but not like what they're shooting now. In fact, like, you know, uh, just recently, by chance, I was overseas and, uh, in Fiji. And we, right, we, we went this, there yeah. with communities for communities. And, and then my wife and I had a bit of a break afterwards. We went out to an island called uh, Manamatoka. And... Uh, none but known to us <laughs> um, until we did a day tour to the local island, which was only less, you know, less than a kilometre away. Um, it was where they shot Castaway, but that's where they're actually shooting Survivor at the moment. I couldn't believe it, you know. <laughs> and then on the other side of the island, uh, about a kilometre away, is where the whole cast and crew were. So I wow. just thought, oh, wow, it was, it was quite amazing. Should so, have knocked on the so. door and be like, alumni, I, I was on the show. <laughs> I, w- I would have loved to, but that, that, they've, they've actually booked out the entire island. Oh wow! Um, uh, and and you can't, you know, um, yeah. So you only you only get on it if you if you're a survivor crew. What's really uh, crazy? And again, I know we're going to be sidetracked here, but you know, welcome to the Oz Network. This happens all the time. But like, I mean, kind of going on what you were saying in terms of like, you know, getting your Jerry Hughes name and just fake names mm, and just the mm, secrecy about it. And not like, mm, I mean, there were I think Channel Seven and Channel Ten back in the day had hired like helicopters and planes to like fly they, over your location they did. and they did. things yeah. like that. And like, I know, sort of like talking to the Australian Outback cast members that they were given fake names because there was so much paparazzi around the northern like part of Australia knowing that's where it's filming whereas today it's it's vastly different because we all know when they're filming and so we knew the day they left for Samoa we knew the day they got back you know we mm. know this we know that there's a whole website now dedicated to leaking future seasons of Survivor because CBS mm. are feeding them information the guy involved in that website fucking works basically for CBS so it's kind of mm. I don't think he technically does but he's feeding information so it's kind of different isn't it that 2002 mm. it's like oh don't tell anyone no, whereas nowadays it's like, well, spoilers are going to happen. Let's create a whole website for it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, it's not quite like this, but it was almost like, see, that, you know, if it's not the Channel 9 helicopter, which has had some marking on it, you know, dive, you know, yeah. get out of the way. Uh, it's know, koshy, it was, it's it, koshy, hide. Yeah, it was, you know, it was almost that, yeah, that, that was the feeling, you know, and, you know, we signed all these agreements that we wouldn't say or, you know, do any, you know, all these things about, you know, in, in our contracts um, and mentioned. Uh, where we were going or what we were doing or anything like that. But, yeah, it was, there was a high amount of um, uh, pri- you know, privacy until one day I was, I, was, I was watching the test cricket. I think it was the Melbourne test. And so, you know, I didn't say anything to anybody then. And somebody rang me up and said, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a mate of mine. Because I didn't tell anybody, you know, obviously, I was going to survive it. You know, so, uh, but, you know, things probably changed. But, um yeah, no, it was. It, yeah, it's 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 vastly different. But um, yeah, so it was. You know, it was. Uh, you know, just to see these tro- beautiful tropical islands out there, and you know, and, and and Fiji, once again, which was really interesting. And we did a couple of day tours around the various islands, and they, while it, it looks like they're shooting on one island, they they they're using about four different islands, mm. and they they build um, 
you know, their, their challenges in different islands and different places. And, you know, um, yeah, so... One, I thing, think one had- thing you learn a lot about Survivor when you do this show or if you listen to shows like this is you do learn sort of like production things that kind of do ruin some of the illusion. Like when you learn that they're not really hiking to tribal council and that they just hike down the beach, cut, get in the car. Um, and like, I mean, I don't know if that was the case for you because I know there have been some US seasons where like the Australian Outback, there were elements where they literally did have to walk a fucking long way. But like nowadays, yeah. it's all about, you know, get in the boat, put a blindfold on. We don't want to know where you're going. Did, did they drive you places in your season? Or uh, was it yeah, still- yeah, no, that was, they, did we did. Okay. We were driven, so okay. we were driven to tribal council, was which was out, and um, and then obviously if you if you've been kicked off and you're 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 in um, you're, you're uh, in the house where you were staying, then you'd yeah you'd uh, and we didn't stay all together, um, so yeah you'd, you'd be hot, you'd be driven in for the tribal council and you're driven back out again. Well, that's one thing. I mean, just yeah, you mentioned this to me off air about the fact that we were talking about jury segregation again, different kettle of fish mm. but yeah how um which you were saying like just then you were kind of separated from the rest of the jury and you would only kind mm. of see the other jury members when you were at tribal and were you not so you weren't allowed to even talk to the other jury members? we yeah there was like we we had you know if you if you even so we were basically in a in a you know bed and breakfast and everything we didn't see each other in the, in the township uh, you didn't have any idea where anybody was and a producer would pick you up in a car drive you uh and you might have two other people in the car but you were never allowed to speak at all, and we were driven out the tribal council, and you were sat in your spot, um, and you wouldn't say boo, you know, and, and, and you're mic'd up, and if they, every now and then if somebody tried to whisper something to each other, they, 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 they were listening to you, <laughs> and they tell you to shut up. So what happens and if so you they, got, like, what happens if you talk to someone? Do you get, like, threatened you don't get your payment, or, like... No, nah, and it wasn't quite that much, but, but you know, it was really, you know, I suppose we just towed the game, it was the game's lines, and they say, we, we felt that there was no talking, there was no collusion. It was really to respect the integrity of the, of the sure. vote. So, you know, I'm sitting beside Katie, and Katie doesn't say, oh, fuck, yeah, but, yeah Rob's you know, an absolute dickhead, he just did you know, So I had no idea, you know, other than what happened in tribal council, you had no idea which is obviously very different today. You oh, can get different. the feeling. So you know, I think it's a bit of a shame because I think it loses that edge. You know, what we had, some of those explosions in those early days of, you know, surviving Sue even cracked in the very first episode. I think that's sort of, you know, we go back that far. You know, because people had, had, had this built-up tension that had, you know, they'd been hurt, they'd been deceived, that whatever, they thought they are going to win, whatever, and it just blows or they're really bitter. Now everybody's had a chance to talk, they uh, you, know, you know, I think we also saying before, you know, yeah, the, the the votes are very lopsided now, and I and I feel, you know, if you spend nine days, ten days, twelve days with somebody, you know, and you're talking, it just by it's obviously going to affect the vote. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very different vote, and the way you ask questions and the way that people perform under pressure. The, you know, it's it's not as it's not as pressurised as it once was. Completely agree. Completely, one hundred percent agree. Um, just obviously with the second episode this week. I mean, the key kind of going to that tribal council. We had the the formation of this new alliance. You know, Peter was a driving force. I mean, it was very interestingly edited because I for sure thought AK was going home. Just on the one line as he's getting in the confessionals, it was kind of almost that classic like, "Oh, a blindside's going to happen tonight." You know, it's not me. You know, it wasn't quite to the extent mm. of that, but it's kind of you know you always see that. But obviously, so our new alliance of uh. We, we had the, obviously this group of eight, and then mm. AK is trying to turn this around. So is Peter, and they're instead of going after Lockie because they're like, "Hey, we probably need him for challenges. Let's go after mm. his number two, Amy." So we have obviously AK, Jared, Peter, Tessa, and Ziggy. Now, my my biggest question with this is like, yeah, okay, I get the argument. Like, we need Lockie for the challenges because he's the big, tough, strong guy, Captain America, Captain Australia. Everyone loves mm. him. They're not winning challenges even with Lockie. So, what does it matter if they've got him or not? 
Look, it's an it's in it's an interesting one. I I have a feel. I think it was a pretty smart move, really, because and and particularly the way they brought it out. Like Amy was pretty much going with Lockie, so it gave Lockie two votes. It leaves him exposed. It leaves him more vulnerable, but still able to be used. So. Look, I liked Amy. I really liked Amy more as a character. I would have liked to have seen Amy more than Lockie, to be quite honest. But, but that's not the case now. But I can't. I, I actually think it was a highly intelligent uh, move. You look at the people you got. You got AK, very smart. Pete, Tessa, and Jared. You know that they they are a formidable group of people. Actually, the four of them. Um, and you know, and and uh, and they're all very quite. Well, other than AK is quite different than the other three. But the other three are very similar. They're playing. Well, Tess has been fighting hard just to be in the game, but I think she, personality-wise, will probably settle a bit now that she's you know doesn't have to fight as hard. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was it was interesting. But I think it was actually a really smart move because you would if you're going to vote one of them, why not why not vote Lockie? You know, but 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 Lockie may not be, yeah, you know, he may not be as, um, you know, they may feel they can they can use him. I, de- I definitely advantage. I definitely agree. I hundred percent agree. I, there's nothing with that. I disagree. I just find it interesting now that. You know, and someone like AK who who knows the game, like they've got to they've got to feel out there that there's going to possibly be a switch or something coming up. So I think now that like kind of how I feel it's going to go from this point on is like clearly we're going to see Tara's going to blow up next week with this. Tara's going to put a huge target on herself just because she's going to blow up and piss everyone off. Um, you know, Annalise is kind of just there and thereabouts. Um, so I feel like if they survive another ch- tribal, uh, or if they go to another tribal for a switch, I feel it's going to be Tara that's probably going to be the target. And then Lockie come a switch or, a, you know, what, uh, emerge, like he, he can find himself in a decent position because he's kind mm. of, again, it's in that situation, isn't it? Where kind of going back to what I was saying about Tessa, like she gets to a switch, she's going to be great. She's going to be, you know, fitting in. So I, I, I would be interested to see how Lockie's going to go with this. I, I've got a person, I think he's going to go fast deal. Because mm. going on the notion that they're going to switch, and it'll all come down to whether people see him as a threat. But you know, I think that even if he can survive a switch and get into some, you know, similar sort of minded people, because as much as I think he's not as he's he's got good gameplay, he's not maybe switching on mm. someone like AK and changing it up. He's kind of setting a, an alliance factor. But I don't know. I just feel that, in my personal opinion, if if I was Peter. Or AK in that situation. Again, not disagreeing with anything that you were just mm. saying about Amy. Mm. I personally still would have gone for Lockie. Look, it, it, look. to be quite honest, the way they, they decide they got, they got the numbers together, you, you thought, why wouldn't they take Lockie out? Mm. Um, but it, it, any, any move to take, uh, whoever they took out ended up giving them a, a good, you know, I think it's yeah. a, it was a 4-3 four, uh, four, now, isn't it? They got, they got eight members or nine members left? Uh, they, but, what have they lost? Got, they've lost four, haven't they? So they would have yeah, they got, uh, eight they, left. They've yeah. got eight members, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. So it was, it was a, um, they've now got 4-3. So, yeah, so, but look, like anything, as we know, it, it can all flip up tomorrow. Um, you know, it, it could be Summer Tales chance yeah they might they might lose somebody next time and then but i still think they're going to swap it up i couldn't imagine oh, they, they would swap I, it up. I, I, yeah exactly. it shall be like it'd be like we already know it'd be boring we had like 78 like, switches last season yeah, so i mean yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so it's, <laughs> yeah they'd probably kill themselves we've said switched it before but anyway um as, so, as soon uh, as we get an episode where they're like 
you know, today we're playing for individual immunity. Both tribes will be a tribal council tonight. You're like, okay, they're swapping tribes or whoever they vote is going to, you know, it's not going to have that same shock value as last season because I think these players are going to be aware of what happened. Having said that, there could be a completely new twist that we're not even thinking of and that's what they're going to do. So, um, I mean, Amy, look, I'm with you. I fucking loved Amy. I loved her from the beginning of the season. She was one of the ones, you know, I, I ripped shit into this cast. I thought it was terrible before the season, but I'm coming around on that. But she was one of my favourites. I mean, she was uh, clear as day bogan. I called her that on the uh, interview the other day, but she loved it. She was proud of Punch to say that she was a bogan. Uh, she went out saying the word spewing. Um, yeah. She wanted to go out and get a palmer and a pot. Um, and basically we've found out in the, the day since that she likes to grope comedians and get photos with them and get banned from their uh, com- comedy shows. Uh, Amy, what, what else can we say? Uh, I feel we're going to miss out on her now. Yes, I mean, uh, like, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why they picked, they picked her. Maybe, oh, look, I don't, I don't know. We're definitely going to miss out on a character. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a shame. I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, she was obviously. They didn't show a great deal. We didn't see how physically, you know, with her prowess there, whether she was really strong physically or not. I mean, you sort of assumed she was as a plumber and that. Um, but yeah, uh, one of those characters that, that unfortunately has made a, a you know big splash, sort of in, in, in you know an impact on us as a character we really like. I don't think many people wouldn't like Amy. No. You know, and, and uh, unfortunately, she's gone. Uh, and she obviously didn't see she was going. I mean, no, it was, well, it was, a, yeah. it was a hell of that, a That was side. a true blindside. She had yeah, yeah, was, no idea. Yeah, no idea at all. And none whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so obviously, I mean, obviously Lockie didn't either, so, yeah. Before before so. this, uh, before I obviously get you to rate this uh, episode, I, I've got to ask this question because she brought this up in our interview with her the other day. She was mentioning she was getting a lot of flack from uh, Adelaide uh, interviewers basically because she called it a palmer, whereas the Adelaide like, no, it's a palmy. Now, you're from Sydney, Lance. I mean, what, what what's the Sydney way of calling it? Is it a palmy or a palmer? Palmer. Palmer, see? Yeah, yeah. I, I said oh, to her, Tassie, we're kind of... I think, I've heard, I think I've heard both, actually. I think, I think you're probably similar yeah, to Tassie. Yeah, we're 50-50. Yeah, yeah, like, I've heard yeah, of Palmer, yeah, I've heard yeah. of Palmy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have said one... I mean, one thing, when I got off... Uh, which was shot in Adelaide, they... they, they uh, uh, deep fry Mars bars there, which, ah. <laughs> which I never knew about. So, um, anyway, yeah, I, a, I've, I've seen it down light. here before, but it's not quite like a religious thing, like you yeah. know. That no, it was. Do. Yeah, well, one of the things that as well, you end up you're focusing on food, and we are they're the people who just don't want to talk about food. Well, well, I don't know if it's as much now because maybe people have more food now, but like we've just had so little food. You know, I went into the show at eighty. Uh, what did I go in at? About 85, 84 or 5 kilos, I can't remember exactly. You know, I came out at about 74. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'd lost 10 kilos wow. in 30 days. So they're really genuine, you know. And, um, so, you know, so we just, so the group of people who will just talk about food and recipes Jane. and, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just never stop food. <laughs> and, and there's others that just drive them crazy because they just don't want to, yeah, they want to block it out, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I, I just found that funny how, like, she was saying that so many people in Adelaide were giving a shit. She's like, it's a palmy, not a palmer. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, so, okay, what are, we, what are we doing with this one, Lance? Are we, are we buying uh, it, renting look, it, or being it? Um, look, I'm going to be consistent because I don't think it was any worse than the... Oh, sorry. I think it was just as, as good. Like, it's not one of the all-time classics, but I'd still buy it just as a, as a fan. Uh, and it was a very good blind side, and I think it was a very good move by AK. And you got two people there, AK and Tessa, who genuinely were looking like they were going to get yeah, turfed, and they're still survived. And I think they're going to be strong players. So I'll go by. 
Again, I agree with everything you said. I, I'm still going to rent it. I mean, I think, I think, like, it, it's still a very high rent. I think the, the, the tribal council really put it up there as a nearly buy. I just think a lot of the other stuff in the episode is, again, cookies, like, we just weren't getting that. And it just, I don't know. And I'm not trying to be critical for critical's sake. I just trying to, I don't know. I, I yeah, it's, it's a okay. high you rent. You've got to leave space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's still, you know, I don't think we've had a bad tribal council yet, if we can be no, honest. So. No, no, the tribal council has been good. Yeah, they definitely And ultimately, definitely that's what I was saying before. I, I think it's all about the tribal council. I think, you know, the whole show, I mean, I, you know, I love the visuals, I like the challenges, I like the, you know, but, but it, 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 it's a show that it's, it, it's all about what happens in the tribal council. Yeah. You know, and, and then if you get good tension and good flip-ups, I mean, that, that might, you know, keeps us coming back. And it's going to be interesting, I think, sign us in the preview for next week with, like, Tara. Like, just her losing it, like, uh, you know. I don't think it's quite going to be Katie style. Uh, I've actually, I found actually just quickly when I was saying about some of her uh, quotes, I've actually just found a, a page here, and I forgot to mention that, of course, uh, Katie referred to Rob as a gutless wonder and dumb as dog shit. Uh, <laughs> so, again, classic Australian TV there. Thanks, Katie, yeah. for those. Well, but, uh, yeah, I hope Tara can utter those words next week. Yeah. You know, AK, you're dumb as dog shit and a gutless wonder. You're an asshole. <laughs> yes yeah well well um there, there's great passion i mean i think obviously once again that's what's great about the bloody show you know you get this great passion uh you know and and, and it comes from people relying upon each other you know katie and robin i show had, had this alliance that had got them right through to the end and she she thought she'd be sitting beside rob at the end fighting it out yeah yeah and they were the two athletes you know the you know she was a triathlete and you know rob the footballer so um, We're yeah. to, I definitely I, I want to kind of talk about your season a little bit here before we kind of get some of our listener questions and some other things but just one thing I will I mean we don't often do this anymore on the Oz Network we kind of had the set of questions that we would on Survivor Oz when we're recapping an episode but I guess I should really at least ask you this question because uh, it's the general question that I guess most people would ask you if you're around the water cooler the next day chatting about this I mean who who do you feel is going to win at this point I mean you can even give me a couple of answers who do you think is maybe in the box seat of people who could win this season right now um well, look, we we know it can flip so much. Look, I like Tessa. I I you know I mean she's just got through now. Um, I like Jared. Mm-hmm. I think AK is just going to play such a wild game. <laughs> I think I hope he goes deep in the show, and if he wanted to be just brilliant. Um, but I and I, and I think he's going to go a fair way. But I just don't I don't think he's going to. No, I I'd say uh, Tessa Jared would be my. Uh, two at the moment. Okay. Uh, that um, uh, that may you know that I feel might get right through. I I I, I mean I don't usually like to put an opinion here because it's not about me. It's about the guests. But I I just want to say that I think we still need to keep an eye on like Henry and Jackie. I know we didn't see them this week, but a lot of people have been comparing them to Malcolm and Denise from Philippines, and I can see it. Mm. And I think mm. that they've got that idol. They're just kind of there. And they're like, no one is aware of that twosome, whereas, you know, they're obviously aware of uh, Mark and Sam. So I just, yeah. I'm going to be very intrigued to see how the Jackie Henry situation plays out. And I feel mm. we need to keep an eye on those two. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, uh, Henry's playing uh, out of character. I mean, yeah. I think he's, <laughs> Fake he's yoga the yoga, yoga teacher, which I, <laughs> yeah, which I think he's going to get found out for by the looks of it soon. Um, <laughs> And uh, he's, I think he's a labourer. He's, he's, he's done a lot of interesting things, actually. I was reading up on him. Yeah, he's, he's set up a business and that. And uh, um, and then of course Jackie's, uh, yeah. So it'll be, yeah. As you said, she didn't, she didn't get a lot of play in the last last two nights. But yeah, uh, 
We'll keep yeah. an eye on it. We'll see. I know a lot of people have been talking them up too, but we'll see how it goes. Now, obviously, we've got some listener questions, and I obviously touch on a few things to do with uh, what you've been up to and all this sort of stuff. But just mm-hmm. a couple of things I just want to touch on your season again. Um, you know, I know we've mentioned a few things about it here and there, obviously throughout this episode. Um, but like a couple of things that I really think a lot of fans out there, because again, a lot of our listener questions are from long-term fans who still mm. do remember you and your season, and we'll still talk about. It. There are those people out there still, Lance. Um, clearly. I, I opened with it. It's been a sort of an ongoing joke where there's kind of this curse of your season. Um, you know, sadly, obviously, Rob, the winner, obviously did pass away. Uh, you know, Joel, third place, tried to make someone else pass away and ended up in jail for it. And, I mean, sadly as well, you, you even kind of mentioned to me as well that uh, somebody else from your season uh, recently, Tim, 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 Tim yeah, has Tim also Tim. sadly passed away mm. recently. I mean, first of all, just with Tim, uh, I mean, again, you kind of sort of not a whole... 100% on what happened, but can can you shed some light on, sadly, oh, Tim, what oh, happened no, with him? Look, I, look, I was only through a contact who, he lived up on the Central Coast, and um, somebody said, the only time, I think, look, I think it was last year, that, and he might have died the year before, the, that he had uh, a cancer, might have been pancreatic, so I'm not 100 pancreatic, not 100% sure, but that, I was I was told that, so I, you know, and I, you know, the person told me I, I, I trusted. So, I, yeah, so I, I, I didn't keep in touch. Look, Tim, I saw a few times in the first year afterwards, and then, and then another time a couple of years later, and then I, didn't, I haven't seen him since then. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's very sad. To hear. It's very sad. I mean, it's kind yeah. of. It's, it's interesting, sort of, say, with the US season, obviously, sadly, now we've lost a few uh, contestants. Um, you know, you know. most recently, we lost Dan Kay from Gabon, and it kind of, you know, it makes the news in mm. some aspect. And it's not that I would ever expect, sadly, just on the reputation of your season, that mm. we would ever hear about this, I guess. Obviously, with Rob, because, you know, he had a bit of notoriety before and after. And Joel, obviously, you know, will mm. happen with him. We'll get to them. But, like, it's, it's sad to hear that. And it's sad to hear that that's something that nobody kind of mentioned, which, I mean, it's... It's it's kind of interesting to think that not expecting that all of you are like huge celebrities and you're going to be making the news about it, but mm. uh, it's just it's just sad to hear that. And Tim, for people who maybe don't remember him, uh, he was second voted out. He was on Kadena, and and I guess the redeeming one with Tim was that uh, he was the the wood chopper that basically got voted out just before Kadena then lost the next tribe, which involved wood chopping. So mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and of course all of them regretted that decision because they're like, fuck, if we knew it was a wood chopper, we would have kept him around. Mm. So obviously very sad to hear that about Tim. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was lovely. lovely Guy and uh, you know, um, yeah, thoughts go out obviously, yeah, yeah to, to Tim's family and, and friends yeah. of that news. But I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, just Rob and Joel. I mean, first of all, with Joel, uh, again, for those who are maybe listening and, and aren't too familiar with what happened with Joel and kind of you know, we might have passed mention of it over the years. Uh, you know, sadly, Joel obviously, um, he he is in jail essentially for attempted murder, he, he stabbed his uh girlfriend at the time several times um and, and like i don't really want to go too much into details just google joel betts you'll read it's it's quite horrific kind of hearing everything that happened but you were mentioning to me that he was one that you stayed in touch with a bit after the show and you even kind of went and saw him in jail a couple of times yeah well look joel, joel and i were like well, i would say we were good friends after after the show you know we, we connected on the show um you know joel was i think about 23 i was 39 um you know so it was this older guy and younger bloke, but we did connect and we, we kept in touch and he helped us a number of occasions. Joel sort of got into media and uh, lots of different things, sort of uh, training programs and things like that. And I just got involved in setting up a, a charity, a volunteer organisation and called Communities for Communities. And Joel had come to help us and be our MC and was, you know, and he was, uh, and he organised a lot of, whole lot of things. And then, 
you know, to- like it's totally out of character. When I first heard, I just couldn't believe it, you know, and and um, uh, just you know, it was uh, you know not def- defending it or anything like that. It was obviously a horrible situation. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I've um, I went and saw him a couple of times on a couple of occasions there in the early days. I think he, not. I think I know he's been moved now, but um, I, you know, we'll follow up with him again and, and intend to. Um, yeah, so it was like it was a really sad thing, and as you said, this thing you have to want to read stuff. You know, it's easy to find it, but um, yeah, but I would be fair to him. I'd be like, in the respect that yeah, you would never. You'd never pick that that situation happening in jail, but I guess the obvious question um, that I have to ask with that is when you saw him, I mean, how was he? Well, obviously not well. I mean, um, um, yeah, he'd got out of hospital because there'd been yeah, he'd also he was injured in the, in the yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. He had multiple injuries, yeah, so he was in the, the prison hospital. Uh, he almost died. Uh, he was, yeah, he, um, but uh, yeah, look, he you know we we spoke for a while and. Um, yeah, it, it's look. I mean, even talking about it now, I feel yeah, it feels I feel bad, bad in the respect that you know it's such a horrible situation. Uh, I'd met his girlfriend as well, um, so um, yeah. And that was something. a different girlfriend from the one that he had the reward with, wasn't it? Yes, Not, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, look, like you know, I can't remember. It's got fifteen. It's, uh, what is it? Fifteen years ago now. It's um, I think he's. Anyway, it certainly wasn't his first girlfriend. That, that, no, because I think like, that's that, the part of when I Googled it because yeah, it was yeah, different yeah, names. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That, 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 his first girlfriend that he'd been with since I think they were at uni or at school maybe and they were, uh, and he was still going out with, it could have been Alex. Um, um, and then, uh, and then yeah, they broke up and, you know, it's, I, 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 I'm thinking now it's this, the incident that happened, um, I don't know, maybe... Oh, you've been reading about it. I don't know. It might be eight years ago now. I'm not sure. Is it? Yeah, I think from what I was reading, he was. Um, I think the article I was reading was about 2014, 2015, and that his sentence oh, was like upheld or something. Oh, oh okay. I oh. think it was a long. Was it? Was it not a while in the courts? So look again. Was sort of. I mean. Yeah. Again, I could probably Google it right now. I don't want to go into about it too yeah, much, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it was just because uh, I think kind of what how it was kind of put out there in the media, which is kind of I guess going back to my sort of when I said about how it was kind of strange how nothing was mentioned about Tim passing away in any sort of media because as soon as like all this sort of stuff happened with Joel, I guess different circumstances, you yeah. know, it was plastered all over the media like you know real mm. you know survivor contestant in jail for attempted murder. <laughs> So, yeah. Look, jo- yeah. Joel had quite a high, pro- high profile. He was he was out doing training right. programs, and I think even he had connection with quite a lot of you know influential people. At the, I mean, even Alan Jones was on his speaking, and he was organising seminars and things like that. So he and he was in a in a lot of he had a high quite a you know he had a profile for, you know and. In, in social and uh, social aspects as well. So, what, what is yeah, sad, I would say, about watching your season again is that there is a lot of cringeworthy moments when you're watching some of the things that Joel is saying, and it, it's just, it's sad to kind of know what obviously happens with his situation. That mm. and yeah, so it's uh, and well, well, like on a positive note with Joel, like what is really interesting about what he did on your season was the fact that again, if people aren't aware or they can't remember kind of what happened with Joel on your season is that he makes that deal with Katie. Is it now, am I saying it Shona or Skonia or Shona? Shona. Shona. All right. Thank you. I'm terrible at pronouncing things, but I just uh, literally watch a show. I heard a name probably say like 300 times, but anyway, but like obviously he made the deal with Shona and Rob to get 
to the end. And basically, he promised them, if you, if I go to the final three with you, I will give up my spot at that final three. I will step down so you can vote me out so you two can go to the final two. And he held up to that word. He literally threw that final challenge. Integrity was more important to him than maybe getting to the end and going, oh, shit, actually, no, I'm going to go back to my word and try and win this game. So I think it's a very humble thing to do in such a backstabby game like Survivor. Yeah, and look, I think it sort of goes back to that early days. But 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 to be you know to be fair to Joel, I mean that was Joel's char- that is Joel's character. That's the sort of person he was. He did believe in that, mm. and he lived that. And look, he paid for that. He got he got knocked a lot post show for doing that and being a bit of a fool and being being tricked by Rob, um, and, and more more so than Katie, uh, more so than Shona. Um, yeah, because Rob did manipulate that situation, um, and. Yeah, so like he, you know, it, it's look like you know, um, having been a contestant, and I was, I was saying to this earlier tonight, um, you know, it, it is it is hard watching the show on TV because it's not exactly your living experience. You know, you're you're seeing a condensed, caricatured version of of a show, which is a great show, not 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 criticising the show, but it's not exactly what you lived out. And and I think Joel never expected to see. You know, there's some of the things and to be shown in that sort of in light, you know, and because we all in the editing process, when you get asked questions all day long, you know, like for 20, you know, like a half an hour interview, and you do it every day, you know, there are things that you probably say, oh, gee, I wouldn't necessarily say that again that way, you know. So, so you, you know, like being, you know, so job, so yeah, look, in hindsight, you go, why would you bother doing that today? Why would you stand out? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but. That wasn't the way we played it, you know, and, and you know, and in some respects, I suppose, you know, I I was not some respect, <laughs> very much the same respect. <laughs> I was very naive, and in that same concept, and, and I suppose that's why Joel and I bonded, because we sort of had this concept of, oh, okay, well, we're, you know, and so we were both in that same boat, having said, okay, we we're not going to play it like they do in America. <laughs> we'll, we'll play, you know, we'll vote the weakest person off. And, and and but then Joel found out that wasn't the case later. But then he still stuck to his word to get the last yeah. three. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 fascinating viewing. It really is fascinating to see someone do that legitimately at that mm. point of the game. So yeah, um, yeah. But I, probably I guess, probably many people haven't done it. I wouldn't think many people in all the people that have played Survivor. Ian, I'm just thinking that. the only one that probably remotely related to was Ian in Palau. How after everything that went down with him, he deliberately basically voted himself out of that final trial to redeem himself for kind of the things he'd done. Oh, Different kind context in the fact mm. that like Joel didn't do anything to have to redeem himself mm. but um, mm. yeah very interesting now obviously yeah Rob we obviously just quickly mentioned him I mean it's terrible uh, you know I mean that that's has that been about 10 years now has it been that long or oh, I wouldn't no I don't think it's been 10 years uh, oh gee I don't know uh, 2007 so it would have been 10 years yeah, yeah maybe maybe it's almost 10 years so um, yeah, terrible. Sad, um, yeah, for people who don't know, obviously, sadly, Rob tragically died in a in a car accident. Was it in Zimbabwe, or South Africa? He was with his son, was he not? He was uh, he he was in South Africa. Mm. Um, his his mother in law was in Zimbabwe from mm-hmm. Zimbabwe. Well, look, look, I believe it was in South Africa, um, and his mum. Yeah, and well, I think in the show, while well, you might have said Zimbabwe, they were. They were uh, his wife I think was he said he was going to Zimbabwe. It's Zimbabwe, yeah. and they were going to use some of the money to go and bring, try to bring it to Australia. And there was 2009. One of the I'm saying he started interrupting here just because 2009, 2009 okay, in South yeah. Africa. So I was going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, okay. And he's out there. And unfortunately, look, it's a wor- look, I remember you, know, you have great. You know, Rob and I kept in contact afterwards. Um, you know, as close as Joel, but I saw him you know, quite regularly, and we'd catch up and. Um, and I have distinct memories of Bro- Rob breaking down on the show 
because Gabriel, his son, turned one, and he wasn't there for his son's first birthday. And I remember holding him while he cried. And uh, and so these are the things you don't you don't necessarily well you don't see you don't see that and you don't see these really personal things and um, and and he carved a piece of driftwood and he carved Gabriel's name on it and he hung it on the where we were sleeping and as a way of just remembering his son and how hard it was that he even made the decision to go away and so I always remember this great you know concept of a young father and it was his first child and he subsequently had another child. And um, um, you know, the terrible tragedy is, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to even talk about, but both both his boys died with him in that car accident. And, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, when you, you know, you know so the thing about survival, you experience so much with somebody. And, and Rob also, you know, he, he had the, the hard thing of being, you know, being a winner uh, and being, you know, giving a prize for that. But also... He, you know, it was edited as being rather deceptive and manipulating, which, you know, okay, what, so what, it's a show. You know, so people watch it now all the time. But it was hard to watch that, you know, and even your family watch it and everybody else watch it and say, geez, Rob, is that what you really like? You know, it's a really hard thing to cross over this line of living it and everything like that. And, and now there's been so much on TV, you'd say, oh, it's, it's easy. But, you know, Rob had to really... You know, he had to wear that, but he was, he was, you know, he, and look, I remember after the show, also once again, just talking to him and he just, he broke down, you know, he said that like was the hardest thing he'd ever done, yeah. uh, trying to win that show. And and you've seen how intense that last, that last episode is. Yeah. It's an intense experience, you know, and just, you know. Berated not, by Katie, like we joke about yeah. it, but I mean, he's legitimately yeah. just sitting yeah. there, just getting yeah. abused the yeah. hell out of by Katie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and like Katie got a really hard time after after the show too, you know, because you know, obviously you'll talk to her and she'll probably share with different things, but you know, it's it's a really interesting experience, you know, the the post show. But like, it was devastating. I mean, obviously devastating for his wife Dusty, and um, you know, you can't imagine it, could you, having that uh, situation. It was. Uh, I mean, I, I remember. It, I remember it vividly, like when it was announced. Because I mean, obviously, the thing with Rob is, you know, many people are obviously familiar with him in the show that he was a former AFL player. But I mean, mm-hmm. even outside of AFL, like I remember, you know, a couple of years later, the, he did that Shane Crawford documentary that got some airtime, and mm-hmm. it was heavily promoted as by Rob Dixon, you know, former mm-hmm. AFL mm-hmm. player, Australian Survivor winner. And then I think mm-hmm. he might have done one not long before he died on the 150th anniversary of AFL, and he was quite a prominent filmmaker post Survivor. <laughs> So he was still very, mm. I think, out there. And I think I remember talking to Lincoln briefly about it too when we had him on the show. And I will say for Rob, just even watching it recently, and it wasn't even just refreshing my memory, I do always remember Rob as being a great winner and kind of similar to a Richard Hatch figure in that in a show, in a season where strategy necessarily wasn't the huge overlining factor of the season, Rob had enough strategy that he thoroughly deserved the win. And like you were saying about how he was edited, but like, Rob, if he was still with us and they brought an, a, an all-star season of Australian Survivor, I would be completely offended if they didn't invite him back because he is a great winner of Survivor. Uh, look, he was he was super smart and he pretty much controlled it from day one. Yeah, and and he and when you look back and you, and you also talk to him and things like that, and and by the way, he is a delightful man. Like he uh, he was uh, a champion bloke, and he was loved by everybody. He played AFL for Brisbane, but all, mainly known for Hawthorne. Um, and then he he also, if you go to the if you go to the uh, it certainly was before the AFL Museum in Melbourne. There's a there's a film that shows what it's like on Grand Final Day, and he got permission to run a camera on to the ground and run around um, as like one of the uh, the runners. 
and um, um, and so it's a brilliant piece of film, and it certainly was at, at, in Melbourne. Maybe they may have replaced it now, but you know he was a substantial filmmaker. That Shane Crawford well. documentary, I vividly remember because it was it yeah, was like whether you like Shane Crawford or not, it was yeah, so well yeah, done. Yeah, that no, was great. He, and yeah, Rob would have had a huge career in, in continued in filmmaking, and uh, uh, that was his you know his passion, and he was but he was a passionate father and family man. Um, yeah, so. Very, very sad. Uh, but, very, but, but, very... A, but, a, but a great player. He was a great player and a great person. Yeah. And I, look, one thing I actually remember was, um, and I've still got it somewhere, um, the Herald Sun did like a big sort of preview piece on Australian Survivor and kind of, you know, they were analysing all the players. You know, because, I mean, it was a big deal in Australia at the time, obviously, with the media and kind of the mm. hype around it because this is when Survivor is basically the biggest TV show in the world. And uh, I remember in this prediction article that they touted Rob as the winner. And, look, again, mm. I don't know... If they had spoilers, I'm going to assume they didn't because, I mean, again, this is back in Survivor days when things were tightly lipped. Mm. Um, but they basically straight away from day one were like, yep, Rob's the winner. And like, mm. I can't, like, maybe outside of, I was talking about Palau before that, again, spoiler alert, you haven't seen Palau, Tom wins. Like, there's been, it's very rare to get a season of Survivor where the person you think pregame who's the outstanding favourite on paper actually wins the game. Rob comes mm. to mind. Tom comes to mind. Very mm. few seasons survive. And that's not to say it was mm. like... like Some people have complained your season was predictable because it was obvious Rob was going to win. But again, if you watch it, Rob just... I just... No, yeah, he's yeah. masterful what he does in mm. the, the subtlety that he does it. Mm. Look, I, look he, you know, and, and look, he, and that's the thing. He, 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 he walked around. He was there. He, he never... You know, you, you see some kind of characters larger than life and the athletic people you know they always winning that rob sat back he just he sat back in there and he but he he controlled it he got a great alliance going early on and you know and moved it right through right to the end you know and um did a great job one question i have to ask before we get to this is a question and also before sorry, i talk about obviously what you've been up to since and again look we joke you get you've gotten a lot of shit since the show about you know their alliance mm. as we get it uh mm. at what point did craig come up to you and say i told you so um, well, as I said, it couldn't have been in tribal council because he, he, he might have, he might have looked across and smiled at me while we were sitting on the bench on a, after about with about four to go, I think, or when, it, when it, one night when it was obvious. Yeah, um, and we had a bit of a laugh about it before, um, and uh, yeah, so um, uh, but you know, I, I like it. It's one. Things so you look back and you go, how the hell could you play Survivor and say there's no alliances? But I did. <laughs> My sons will never forgive me for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and also, you know, because uh, like, you know, in, in your community where you are, everybody sort of tends to go for you. So uh, one night I was, um, I was just going bread shopping. And uh, I was buying some bread, and all of a sudden, somebody punched me, you know, quite hard between the shoulders. And I, and I looked around, what the fuck's done? <laughs> and this person just said to me. Why wouldn't you believe him? You know, and, and it sort of dawned on me then how much people are really following the people that, you know, if, if you're their player type, they're one of your favourites, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I think that's one of the good things of the show. But, yeah, but people really get behind their characters and, 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 and the people they want to win. So, yeah, and, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, as I said before, yeah, my son's, you know, uh, they had to live it down, and uh, yeah. But anyway, that's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not have any regrets. Obviously, I played the game different again, but you know, it was such an incredible, fantastic experience. And you know, and I was probably for, fortunate in the editing, other than being naive. I, you know, you are very exposed. You know, to 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 uh, to the editing process. You know, so um, 
uh, that's what I was saying to you before, a little, a little bit about Luke. You know, I, I just my, my, Luke might be just a guy that'll say a lot of stuff for for, for, a, for a quick laugh. Um, yeah, he may not be exactly the person they're, they're editing him editing theirs at the moment. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Now, I mean, you you won a reward, you got a pizza, you shared it with everyone, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. When you look back, you know, you you, you win a pizza and you're absolutely starving, and there's eight pieces there, so I, I did share it. And I, and, I, and I didn't actually win it with the strategy of trying to form alliances; it was just to share the food around, you know. Uh, uh, but anyway, but you, you would have definitely been willing to eat the shit out of that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> one thing, yes, one thing but... I just want to quickly say though that I found fascinating about the rewards in the individual part was that it was like there, there never really seemed at some point an incentive to really win the rewards because it didn't matter whether you won or not. There was always a runners-up prize. Like, was it the one when Joel won the chat with his girlfriend? It's like, oh, but you lost anyway, so we're still going to let you text people with thanks to people at Telstra. You know, <laughs> it was like you still got something even if you lost. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, um, yeah. No, it was. You'd look to be quite honest. The challenges weren't. Uh, they weren't the. They were what, terrible. What, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was terrible. Having a car on site in itself, I mean, only because they were the Ford sponsor. They yeah. were Ford then, by the way. Yeah, it was the Ford Escape, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which Craig won one, I think. He did. Oh, uh, that was it. A uh, um, uh, Sylvan one. That was a silver. That was silver. Yeah, because he didn't. Silver. He didn't know how to drive. He didn't have a license. And then they That's talked right. to him in the reunion, and they're like, "So did you get your license?" And he's like, "No, nah, it's too hard, so I sold it." <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It was. It was just if people are going back to watch it, just don't expect too much from the challenges. Let's just let's put it that way. Uh, now, before yeah. we get to these listener questions, um, mm. I've got to obviously talk to a little bit about what you've been up to since. And I mean, you, you mentioned a few times, obviously, uh, you started up a, a sort of an organisation called Communities for Communities. And from what I'm reading, it seems like you kind of started it lot, not long after Survivor. So tell us, tell yeah. us a little bit about Communities for well, Communities. Well, yeah, I suppose when I was first. When I went on the Survivor, I was sort of at that stage of life. I was looking to to find something that would give me a bit more significance in you know, to, just in life, and and um, and on the show, it's once again you, you don't necessarily get it, but you you know, the whole concept of just surviving on yeah, you know, not having food, uh, not having water. You know, we had to get so we had a sort of hessian bag of water. We had to go each every second day and go and um, basically, uh, you know, dredge, you know, so pump up some water, boil it, keep it, you know, so it was really precious. You know, we had hardly any shelter. Um, you know, we didn't have knives, forks, spoons or any of that sort of stuff. So you get this real deep sense of appreciation, which I did, and I realised, look, we're just living in a show, but this is people's reality. And I thought when I got back, um, you know, I just remember waking up one night in the middle of the night and said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I couldn't, I couldn't win 500000 because that was... Uh, we thought we were going for a million dollars, but uh, there was there was a little there was a little technicality in the contract that said if Channel Nine didn't get enough um, advertising revenue, it'd be only five hundred thousand. Oh wow! So, that's, yeah, that's, so that's, we, that's what happened. Yeah, okay, we, we, we were told that we were told that either I, I, I'm pretty I could be slightly wrong, but right to death whether it was on the whether it was on the um, at the hotel the couple of days before we left, or you know, for the actual site or whatever. But anyway, we were told the last moment. And so, uh, yeah, so I woke up thinking, you know, I'm going to try to raise $500,000. And, you know, it was, it was just sort of something that would sort of motivate me. And, um, but I had this idea of a concept of communities uh, for communities, which is a charity about basically people coming together to celebrate community and connection and helping other communities overseas. And, you know, since then, um, and it's only a volunteer organisation. We're like, we're, you know, but we're now, you know, full on charity. And we've built in partnership with our partners about, 
I think around 900 homes in villages. Wow. So basically, it's all overseas. The work we do all our fundraising and connection here, and we've built about you know, 12 schools and and a, f- a lot of training facilities, and you know we've raised about two and a half million dollars. And, oh, and wow. we, we, yeah, so and all that money pretty much goes to you know insurances and a few things. We don't have offices or anything like that. It's sort of a it's really connected group of people um, in, in a community, and um, yeah, so it's been a it's been a great journey, and it really you know, and it's sort of. You know, soon we actually the first thing we did was uh, the first event we did was on the week after Survivor finished. We did a um, uh, trivia night, a Survivor trivia night. So I think eight of the eight of the survivors came together. Oh, great! Um, and um, uh, and we had this trivia night, and we, I think we raised about twenty five grand. And and uh, yeah, and that was sort of the, the kickstart for communities for communities. You know, and we've had you know so many people involved now, and we actually go overseas and. Um, to the villages that we're working and we volunteer over there and help build the houses and yeah so it's a it's a really sort of really hands-on interactive um, organization and you know I'm uh, just one of the, the team now and uh, you know having been the founder but you know now there's a whole group of people and you know it's a very young dynamic group of people too which is great so great, great. Um, so yeah, people can yeah, donate yeah. obviously communities oh, yeah. they can get some yes, information if, there if you, if you ever like to you just go on the website and and have a look, and uh, yeah, and then we've got a few videos of what we do there, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, look to me to be quite honest, you know, survival led in the communities for communities, and and, and um, yeah, couldn't it's a uh, wonderful, you know, been a wonderful, you know, both were wonderful experiences, but you know, communities for communities has uh, been a great joy and uh, something we got a lot, great, great deal out of over the years, so it's been fantastic. Well, there you go, and I, and I will mm-hmm. say, out of all the people that I've sort of like try to track down from your season and the ones that I found your, yours is the only one that I found that had any mention of the fact that you were on Survivor <laughs> the other people that I've kind of tracked mm. down it's sort of I had to sheepishly ask hi random question are you the Katie that was on Australian Survivor in 2002 mm. <laughs> mm. yeah well I think it's, there's some reference to it on the, the community community's website but look I, look, I you know, had the, you know, the greatest experience and you know and uh, but but it's not it's not always a kind thing to people you know post show you know as we've seen in America and that you know it can can be very hurtful and you've got to really get out you know, get over that I mean um, you know no more so than that well, who, was, who was the guy that went from the last episode that shamed um, oh who was it um, oh Jeff Barnard yeah 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 Jeff yeah yeah Jeff yeah wow yep. you know so anyway so yeah so anyway thanks for bringing that up but it was yeah but it's uh, been great so. Uh, one, yeah. one thing I, I, I again we get to these questions because you know it's, I will say to people right now it's currently one thirteen in the morning but we're having a great time it's it's, it's what we do here on the Oz Network um, but I, I used to ask this a lot to some of our US contestants particularly ones who maybe hadn't been in the spotlight in some time or people hadn't heard from in a while but I guess kind of you, you touched on the fact that obviously you remain in contact with Joel and Rob sort of throughout mm. things mm. Um, I mean is there anyone from your season that you have remained in constant contact or that you do maybe uh, touch base with every now and then n- no no I, look, they were the they were the two guys. That I that, that I that I used to keep in touch. Having said that, I, I, I'd love you know, I'd be very happy to catch up, or um, maybe you know we might have a twenty-year reunion. I mean, because you know it's still only there's not that many people around the world who have actually done Survivor, but in, you know it's um, um, but you know it'd be great to. But then again, you know maybe not everybody has great you know great memories of it either. You know, so it, it's an interesting 
you know, uh, thing, you know, so... Well, we're, we're the, um, through the people that we've found, and again, we're, we're planning on getting a couple more of you guys on uh, throughout mm-hmm. the rest of this season, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. connect you all up. We can... Well, you, look, we can... we can. I would offer you money, but we've got none, but you can still do it out of the bottom of your heart. You can have a reunion episode here on the Oz Network. <laughs> would be great. I'd be uh, a pleasure to, to hear how everybody's been going. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting to kind of think. I mean, you know, it's... it's like I, I think I've teased it. Like, we have sort of tracked Katie down, and I'm yeah. so excited to see if that will actually happen but like Shona like I, I love Shona I always remember Shona and um, mm. she became like did she not get elected to some council in Western Australia or something or? oh well look I, you know first time I've heard of that but that may be very very much the case I, ha- I haven't heard that but, I think we yeah. googled her oh, once look, and I, she was on like I don't know if she still is but th- and that was ironic given that I think there was a confessional or some part of your season where she said I'm not a politician or like she mentioned mm. some reference to not being mm. like a politician it's like you sort mm. of became one <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it's uh, yeah. Well, you know, they, they, like you know, also just being on the TV allowed me the you know, the exposure to help set up the charity communities yeah. for communities. You know, and, and I'm sure the same thing happened with lots of the, the guys around around the country. You know, whether in their communities, that sort of a you know, you're not you're not a you're not a na- national figure, but well, other than Rob, but. But you know, everybody else would have had an opportunity to, to you know to get some sort of. And I'm sure there was recognition uh, though for at least a little bit after the show, right? People would recognize. I mean, you mentioned in that oh, shot that yeah. you were in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Sorry. You, you, you certainly for a while. You know, people were always coming up to you and, and, and for a while. So when was the last um, time you would have been recognised besides some oh, random Hobart guy messaging you about it? Jeez, uh, <laughs> I you know I can't even remember now. <laughs> that is a diehard fan. Can I just say if somebody legitimately like recognised, like fuck, you were from Australian Survivor 2002, like. <laughs> Holy crap, they are a legitimate fan of this show. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine it. Um, I, no, look, I, I um, can't think right now. But, but I mean, but, but, you, you, but people will, you know, every now and then say, oh, yeah, I remember the show, you know, and, and I remember you as a character, you know, that, that might somehow come up. But, you know, to be quite honest, I, I move on. I don't tell people, you know, that it's, people have to break it to me. <laughs> like, you had to, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I was on that show, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, um, yeah, alliances, yeah, what? Yeah, um, yeah. Now, we'll get to some listening questions. And again, thank you to everybody who sends these in. As always, our weekly recappers will post on our social media so everybody can get involved, see who we've got on, and you can uh, send these questions through. Now, a lot of the time, as is often the case, some of these do get answered throughout the uh part of our interview but we'll uh, cover where we can I'm going to start off with uh, one of our former Auslets uh, Daniel Knowles and uh, a special shout out to Dan because uh, still, we still talk a lot about Australian Survivor and he is he is one of these OG fans he loves your season and like he mm. talks up very so he's very excited to hear that we've got a lot of you guys coming on the show uh, he starts off with hi Lance I remember your season well um, and again sort of loosely touched on this but he, he asked who were you closest with on your tribe um uh, well, I would say Joel, Rob, Sophie. Mm-hmm. There you go. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. He actually he um he was saying he's actually got a t shirt with your season's logo on it that he still wears. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I have a t shirt put away in a box that was signed by I think all the they might have had one person who didn't do other sixteen of us and a lot of the crew. Wow, and I uh, it was yeah with that that t shirt, so I decided to get it uh, signed. That's back a then. nice that was really nice. Yeah, and I've got a nice little the crew actually wrote some really nice things on the let on the on the t shirt actually. No, oh, um, yeah, just to. Yeah, so it was interesting. Well, he's a, see, on, the, on that kind of note, actually, Matt Doherty, uh, he says, Hi, Lance, a couple of questions for you. Uh, I mean, we, again, we sort of loosely touched on this. He says, Were you disappointed that your season was filmed in Australia? 
Yes. <laughs> were you? Was that told to you like straight away, or no, was that kind no, of? No, no, no. We had no idea where we were going because, I suppose, having said it, there was they'd been Borneo, and they'd been outback Australia. So, you know, which was in Cairns. So, that, you know, there'd have been only those two to choose from. So you can say, well, it could be in Australia, it may not. Um, but you know, I, I, the tropical island would have been fantastic. <laughs> Tasmania. I mean, we're sort of not tropical, but we're an island, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. You had it all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He sort of touched yeah. on that, actually. He asked, do you still have your buff? You know what? My son told me um, I should put my buff on for a bit of a joke for you so you can see it. <laughs> I think I was a real knob. But, but I, I, I went to look for it, but I couldn't find it. So, see, over the years, I did have a couple of buffs. And I uh, and the kids have always worn them to different you know parties and things like that, and I, I think and we moved house so we've probably still got it because I did I did wrap it up and put it away. So. Well, keep a hold. Yeah, of nice it. Can I just point out? Yeah. Keep a hold yeah. of it because we had a guy that like again, Survivor fan community is huge. There is a guy who's written a book on the art form of collecting because it is a community. Like people collect yeah. buffs, and yeah. um, I know a couple of people who own every single one of them, and I I own maybe like I don't know twenty, but they're oh, bloody right. expensive. And basically, uh, after a while, you can't get them. And then when whenever one from your season comes up for sale on eBay, they go for hundreds of dollars. So you, oh, you right, keep a okay. hold of that, and oh, right. it's going to be worth a lot of money one day. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Well, it's... Uh yeah, no, I, I, I have had it religiously for a long time. <laughs> well, the thing that they, because they had, didn't they, like you mentioned, like the Lay's chips, was that I remember you, didn't you buy like five packets of Lay's chips and send in like 10 bucks and or Schweppes drinks and you could get your own buff back in the day or something like that? Uh, look, I don't, I don't, you know, it rings a bell. You know, the other interesting thing is I've got these cards that they had in, Smith's chips, so your face started appearing in the collector's <laughs> cards, and so uh, yeah, I've still got my in my desk at work uh, a pack of uh, sixteen of the cards of the wow. people on it. That's crazy. Well, that's, yeah, we yeah. we joke about that on uh, saying that because Channel Ten aren't selling buffs for like, and people want them, and again, they mm. they don't have much money. Channel Ten, so just fucking sell your buffs, you will make money. <laughs> Channel Channel Ten were giving those buffs away down at Bondo Beach last. Uh, yeah, they had like ago. a yeah. Yeah, yeah, they mm, were having, mm. like, but sell them Channel 10. Like, it's not about giveaways. This is why you got no money, mm. all right? Mm. Uh, by mm. the way, we love you, Channel 10. Thanks for the exit interviews. Um, now, Matt also said, uh, are you still a fan of Survivor? We've obviously established that you still are, yeah. so mm. thanks, Matt. Uh, now, this is an interesting question. Somebody brought this up to me as well, and I'm glad somebody sent this in as a question. Renee For- Forrester, do you know much about the alleged mutiny at Final Four and the contestants' refusal to continue with the game? Now, I've heard rumours about this, that there was some kind of standoff between, the, I think, Final Four or Final Five, and there was some, the producers wanted them to do something, they didn't want to do it, and they kind of got talked in. Do you know if that's a thing, or...? Renee Forrester. In our, in our, in our one? Yeah, in your season. Who's... I'm going to have a mental blank. Oh, no, no, no. That's the person asking the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying 16 days. That must have been, like, Sophie? Are they talking about Sophie Woods? I'm not sure. Like, again, I, I don't know. I've kind of heard a whisper here and there that there was some kind of standoff towards the end where basically the contestants refused to do something and they were threatened. I don't know. This is where I guess Renee's heard this too and wants to know if you know anything about it. You know what? Like, in my memory, was, don't forget, I probably I wouldn't. I would, you know what? Something did happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember the detail of it because, you know, I was, I was off the show. And I think it happened when, see, after I was, I was seven, Jane was six. Then there was uh, Rob, Joel, Katie and Sophie. Yeah, I think, I think it happened 
when Sophie was the next one. I think. I, okay. I think. It, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you ever chase down Sophie Woods, mm-hmm. I think you could possibly ask her. But something did happen. Then you bring it up, but I just I can't. If we get Katie on. Katie might obviously yeah. know a little bit too. Oh, Kate, in the game. Katie, yeah. Katie will know 100% what it was about. Yeah, I mean, I, again, yeah. I'd heard a few whispers here and there that yeah. something happened, but, uh, yeah. you know, so we'll, make we'll sure get to the text, bottom Make sure you text me and let me know when when the um, um, when Katie's on because I'd oh. like to hear a story. Yeah, I, I really hope. I, I want to I yeah. end that interview with her saying that I'm as dumb as dog shit. I hope that she can say that to me. That would, like, be a fandom dream. Um, now, Kevin Sporker, now, again, majority of these have been answered. Uh, he, he said, uh, did any of you know about Joel, uh, sort of how he was out there? I'm not going to say what Kevin says here. It's a little bit disrespectful to Joel, but obviously about the news being surprising. We've obviously covered that. He also asks, what was Rob outside the game like? We've obviously touched on that. Uh, so I guess the one that I'll sort of mention here that Kevin sort of follows up with, it's kind of a funny question, what was up with all the beehive poking on your season? The beehive poking? <laughs> well, so the thing was, and it's hard to say because I'm sure the other ones, we, we were genuinely most of the time just starving and there was a beehive, a, na- a native beehive, um, strain beehives under a ledge and that was the idea was that we were going to go and eat the honeycomb um, if we could get it off but you know wasn't that easy so 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 there was a number of you know, shots because it wasn't a lot to do I suppose uh, of us at different times trying to attack the, the beehive right, and get the honey out of it so that's hopefully none of you were allergic to bees otherwise yeah <laughs> no I don't, I don't remember anybody being paranoid about that getting stung by a bee right okay there you go uh, now Matthew again Matthew Carr's got a few questions that kind of been covered he says do you keep in touch with anyone we've obviously gone over that um, now this is an interesting one it's a bit of a loaded one we've kind of touched on it but I guess you could kind of give a loose answer on this one he says were you disappointed in the production of the original series locations failed first challenge pagonging of kadena while filming i mean did he kind of alludes did any of it put up any red flags when you were filming that it might not be that well received um while they were while we were on set and filming um no i'd say nobody actually would have been aware of it then um yeah, so I think it'd be fair to say no, because you're just living this experience. You don't know what it's going to visually look like. Uh, and I, I, in relation to where we were going, yes, we definitely talked about thought that we were going to go to some deserted desert island uh, and how terrible it was. Like, so, sorry, so we w- would have all to a person would have really not liked the venue mm-hmm. because it was so damn cold. And also they were unlucky. They got a cold snap came in. So the girls were only in their bikinis probably, you know, maybe on three or four da- days of the whole time. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just cold. It was yeah. just cold and uncomfortable, and you know, people were rugged up, and and we were living in the dirt, you know. So, so I mean, and you often see that when you know, people have cold nights, but we we had a lot of cold days as well. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And, and one thing that that first challenge always synonymous with your season, the failed yeah. first challenge. Oh fuck, we fucked up. Let's have a trivia question instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was like maybe that was an omen for the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was really disappointing not to finish it. We wanted to finish it and have a keep going at it. But they, what didn't say, it was, it was an icy cold wind and they had a doctor check and a couple of people were showing uh, signs of getting hypothermia. Ah. So they just quit. And so they actually, it was the only time we actually got fed. So they had to bring on some hot chocolate. Uh, and, and this is only early in the show. There was some, it was the first challenge. So it was day three. Um, and 
Um, and yeah, we, and the wind was so strong, the the spear just wouldn't light the thing. And we, you know, threw a load of cup. How many we threw? And we saw a few throws on TV. Yeah, we were throwing it forever. And eventually, they just said, "Look, there was it was uh, some one person in particular. Uh, just can't remember who it was now. Uh, it was on the other try of um, Katina." And they, yeah, so anyway, so that's what they did. So, um, and then the next day there was this yeah, <laughs> trivia question. Backup challenges are always <laughs> there, I guess. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, all right, thanks, Chris. A couple of ones here, and we'll close it out. So, Ruth Marie, uh, thanks, Ruth Marie, says, um, I hope we get a tribe swap soon. It must happen when we're down to 18 people. What do we think? We've covered that. Uh, she says, I love two tribes. Not everyone is getting screen time. The blue tribe needs to go to tribal council so Adet and Ben can get some more screen time. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, AK, Luke and Lockie have had pretty big storylines over these past two weeks that I wonder if mm-hmm. they will burn up and go before the merge because like last season, most of the people who barely spoke went to the merge. Again, we touched on that. He, he She kind of asked, what do you think? I mean, I think we've kind of covered a lot of that, but I mean, it, it, it's an interesting thing that as you, I think, mentioned about how these people who are obviously not getting all that screen time, generally the ones who go Go far, mm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I yeah, well, I mean, in that respect, yeah, you might see AK. Look, AK could get kicked out soon because I mean, he's playing such a, you know, he's bouncing. Um, and Lockie, well, he, he's he's a strong target. You know, if some people want to get him out before the immunity challenges. You know, if you're really thinking about things, because he's the guy you don't actually want to be around with his immunity challenges. He's, he's such an all rounder. He'd be a good chance to go beforehand. Luke doesn't seem quite as physically adept as, as Lockie. Lockie's quite on his own, really. Bit of a beast. Uh, and he's actually, yeah. Well, he's also he's just a, a athletic. You know, sort of things he's done. Like he's jumped off mountains. He's a, you know, he's an outdoor adventurer. Really, he's done a bit of everything. So he's he's a really good all rounder, as we can see in the challenges he's done. So if I was sitting there, um, those four, you know, I'd say, yeah, let's get rid of Lockie. Yeah, because he because you know anyway that's my thoughts. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Thanks, Ruth Marie. Now, the final one. <laughs> this, again, this is an actual person. People don't believe me when I say this. This is legitimately a person who keeps sending in stuff, and I do not know who they are. Granny Survivor, whoever you are, cool, you're funny. Uh, now, there's kind of only really one question with some long-winded comments here, but I'll just get to the question. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. she says, "Do you agree or disagree, dear, that two tribes is fun, but we barely see everyone compared to smaller tribes, especially deers with Australia." Survivor being so long in length of each episode. Okay, so there's a few things in there. So, the, were they saying they prefer three three? Basically, tribes? the question is, do you think that two tribes means we don't get to see as many people if there were three tribes? Uh, no, I, 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 no, I think, I think possibly it's the dynamic of each tribe. I, I think, I think when you got so many players, I think twelve on each tribe is hard mm-hmm. um, just to visually do it. So. But I still think you've got the same number of people to cover, so I don't think it makes any difference. Um, but I but I do like it when it breaks down into three for a while, you know, just just to vary it up. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, yeah, so um, um, yeah, and then I suppose then they concentrate on the dynamics of the losing tribe, then so you see a bit more what happens there. There you go. And Grand, Grand Survivor, I mean, another one she had, we, again, we covered this, she says, do you think there'll be any uh, non-elimination episodes this season? Again, I think mathematics aside, there kind of has to be. So to be, yeah. we've got to have at least two, I feel, sadly, there. Mm-hmm. Granny Survivor, thank you for your question, and thank you to everybody who sent those in. Lance, I'm going to say thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's one thirty in the morning. I think we both need to go get our beauty sleep. Me more <laughs> yes, so. Yes, we do. Uh, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. Again, anybody can uh, check out yeah. more on, obviously, what you're doing by heading to communitiesforcommunities.com.au. 
Saturday. You check out all the great work that you're doing there. But um, this has been a lot of uh, fascinating insight into your season, your thoughts on kind of how it's all going. And, uh, mm. yeah, again, highly recommend anybody out there to go back and uh, at least give your season a- another crack because uh, it's on YouTube yeah. and I think it's worth a shot. But thanks, mate. We really appreciate your time. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for Ben. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lance Brooks from Australian Survivor Season 1, 2002 Season 1, and uh, fascinating chat, absolutely uh, fascinating to learn a lot about the insight. And again, I know there are a lot of people out there who kind of disown Season 1. Again, I, I can't defend myself. I've been one of these people who have been very negative about it. And, uh, you know, I did give it another chance during the week, as I kind of said. And what was interesting is I kind of ummed and ahed about watching it again because I'd obviously never seen the end of last season of Australian Survivor. Went back and watched through that and kind of had varying thoughts on how that season turned out. Never seen the celebrity version of Australian Survivor, so I went back and watched that and that had its very interesting elements. And I thought, well, fuck it. We've got Lance coming on. We've got a few of these other guys, so why not give it another chance? And I was always very critical about the first season saying that it is so boring until you get to the final episode. Giving this a chance, and again, as I said, my third time watching this, it's it's... I had a different perspective on it, and I don't know if that kind of came across as having to have a, an eagle eye on a lot of this, given that I would be talking to people on this show or whatever it is, but it I, I'm not in any way saying it's a great season. It's not a great season, but it has some redeeming elements to it, which I feel people need to give it another chance. So uh, maybe, again, it's a season that after a while kind of you find more redeeming qualities about it, but... I highly recommend sticking through it as best as you can. And if you find yourself not being able to stomach it, watch the last episode. It is arguably one of the best finals of Survivor you will ever watch. Um, you know, not necessarily based on things like gameplay and final tribal council, but in terms of just the entertainment factor, the way the whole thing's packaged together and just the elements in terms of the plays and like, you know, just Katie's blowout at Rob. It's, it's raw. It's very full on and, um, it's, it's fascinating. It is incredibly fascinating. And I didn't really even get a chance to talk to Lance about the reunion. Uh, it's a, it's a quality of the season I've often talked up that it's, it's very interesting that the players were seemingly freely open to be allowed to talk about production and kind of openly talk out against the edit or things to do with production, which is very rare that you very rarely see that in Survivor. So fascinating insight in that last episode, at least if you want to give that a crack, if you can't stomach watching all of it. But again, it's available on YouTube. If you're thinking how we got access to it, it, it is freely on YouTube. Just type in Australian Survivor Season 1, you'll find it. Uh, Celebrity Australian Survivor is also on YouTube. So again, if you've never seen them, you, you these people who disown those first two seasons consider this Channel 10 version, Season 1 and 2, that's fine uh, but for continuity's sake and the history of the show in this country I think it's important to acknowledge that season 1 and season 2 were the channel 9 and channel 7 versions of it and see how that obviously happens but I've said my piece thanks again to Lance it was a pleasure having him on the show and again we've got Katie lined up we've got a couple of the others lined up next week we're hoping uh, to, to bring you a contestant from last season season 3 another Australian contestant uh, kind of our first for this season I know we had obviously Andrew on as a preview but in terms of a recap uh, we're just going to lock that in for you in the next coming days and we will let you know as soon as we know who that is so uh, stay tuned for that and can I just say a big thank you to everybody out there who has been listening to our coverage of Australian Survivor obviously we realised we weren't there 
for last season, varying things happened and Survivor Oz, you know, abruptly ended just before the season started. We realize there's about 727 different Australian Survivor podcasts that exist now and there's plenty of option out there for you to listen to all those shows and I do appreciate everybody who's stuck with us, whether you're a long-term Survivor Oz listener or maybe you've discovered the show since Australian Survivor's returned and you're enjoying the coverage that we're bringing. We, we appreciate all the support that we've gotten through the listener questions, the feedback online, uh, we see the numbers of listeners we're getting, uh, the fantastic f- feedback, obviously, you know, iTunes charts, things like that. Just the reception we're getting, we really do appreciate people tuning in. Uh, so it's it's been a lot of fun covering this. The exit interviews are great. We're enjoying doing those and bringing you that coverage. And, of course, things like tweeting along with you guys whilst we're watching the episodes as well. So from the bottom of my heart, as a, as a very long-term podcast host in this country covering Survivor, I've been doing this now for close to six years covering this show gonna gonna call it out and somebody can challenge on me on this but i i stand by the fact that i'm the longest serving uh current podcast host of survivor in australia and uh obviously been through ups and downs in terms of our coverage and people's thoughts and opinions of myself through losing hosts forming their own shows doing their own thing things said against me things said against them but from the bottom of my heart as a survivor fan it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you about the show every single week and to still have you guys coming along for the ride so again thank you so much for your support now that i've got all the soppy bullshit out of the way let's move into some uh shameless plugs for the oz network Again, we'll be back next week with another full episode recap uh, of the next two episodes. We'll have two exit interviews for you next week if there are two eliminations. If we have a non-elimination episode, clearly we'll only have one. We'll work that out when it comes. So stay tuned. Social media is the best way, of course. The Oz Network. Search for us on Facebook. We are on Twitter, at The Oz Network. Quite simple, really. And, of course, our website, theoznetwork.net. I will say for those who have kind of asked us to avoid giving away the boots in our episode titles, we've done that. We've kind of done that more so for the feeds in terms of our social medias and our rss feed for spotify stitcher and itunes if you do visit our website at the oznetwork.net we do not put spoiler banners up so avoid our website if you haven't seen the episode Uh, i think our website is more useful for kind of archiving our episodes for example so if you head to the oznetwork.net you'll find survivor episodes all our other tv show coverages all our movie episodes all in one place there for you and we've even got the movie and tv tab at the top so if you want to just listen to some movie reviews they're up there or if you prefer tv not just survivor obviously we're covering other shows like nip tuck third watch uh colin's involved in doing the amazing race and we're obviously doing our random recaps for you every now and then too so um coverage galore on the oz network um and the movie one's going along with that as well so uh plenty plenty coming your way if you're a a fan of tvs and movies and obviously if you're listening to my voice right now you are otherwise you just really wanted to listen to lance and you couldn't give a fuck about my opinion so there you go or maybe you just got confused with one of the you know 478,000 new podcasts that has the word oz in the title so um yeah just just don't get too confused because uh, i didn't play the game Uh, Just letting you know, just in case you got me confused. Uh, But we will be back next week. More Australian Survivor coverage. Thank you again to Lance for joining us. And once again, a big thank you to everybody for tuning in. My name is Ben. Thank you for your company in the Oz Network. We'll speak to you next time, wherever you are listening to my voice. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.